Hello and welcome back to the AIS Arena for the 2007-2008 WNBL season. And what an exciting season it will be indeed. As I'm joined this year once again by the former coach of the Canberra Transat Capitals in Michelle Hocking. How are you going, Michelle? Yeah, no, it's good. I'm really looking forward to this season. You know, the expansion of the league, the inclusion of two new teams. Capitals aiming to go back-to-back, obviously, so I think it's going to be a great season, and it'll be interesting to see what happens to some of the teams, given that the the, uh, league has expanded, and with player movements to the new franchises, and, you know, players coming back into the fold, and that sort of stuff, so it's going to be a great season. It is going to be an exciting year. You talked about the expansion already of the league and the first game in the in the Australian Defence Forces, WNBL, has been over across the ditch in New Zealand with the first of the expansion teams joining in to the action. And what was interesting is they were no match for Townsville. They have had a horrible beating 72-47, the sirens going down. Probably not the start they were looking for in launching into the season, but it's really, I mean, you know, when a new team comes into the competition, they really need to, um, I guess, ex- expect their first season to be a, a building year in many regards, expect their first season to be one where they're going to learn a lot, particularly around not only the administrative um, needs of a, of a club, but also how to travel. It'll be interesting to see how they go when they have to go on the road and what have you. Um, but I hope they get the support, and I hope that the, um, you know, that the people in Christchurch get behind them and, and really support the program out there. One game underway just ahead of the third game in the uh, starting week one, and it's the Boomers, 17, over the Rangers, 13 in their first local rivalry and well the boomers this year i thought were going to struggle a lot of those uh, a lot of their best players heading to bendigo to join the spirit but plenty of spirit at the boomers emma randall and across white and desiree glorb it's all leading the way with six five and four here in the first in the first quarter. You'd expect that to be a tough game, you know, there's a lot of rivalry between those two clubs and, and it'll be interesting to see particularly how the Melbourne clubs go because they do draw a lot of their players from the Vic country and Bendigo is very strong and they've obviously drawn some players back so, you know, it'll be an interesting season to see how those clubs progress given that they've had that sort of disruption with the inclusion of Bendigo into the, into the league. It will be very interesting to see how that all progresses. The game tonight, the grand final rematch, we, it doesn't seem like five months ago that we were sitting in the uh, hothouse <laughs> yes. of the uh, Penrith uh, Sports Centre and watching these two teams go around. It was a day with a, a lot of a- anticipation, a lot of nerves for the Canberra Transact Capitals who had fought their way into the grand final after Sydney had been just so dominant throughout the year and on the day you could not have asked for a better performance from this team. Absolutely, you know, they really came out in that game and they just they just wanted it more, you know, they were determined, they were fighting for everything and they just completely surprised uh, the Sydney Uni Flames in that particular um, contest and as you say during the season it would have been hard 
to, you know, if you were thinking about putting your money somewhere, it was probably on the flames. And, you know, the Transact Capitals, full credit to them, they really came out and just played their hearts out and got the win. They did indeed. And the title. <laughs> and the title. Well, John Keogh joining us once again for the 2007-2008 season. And, John, welcome back to Sport Radio. Oh, it's fabulous to be back, Craig and Michelle. Very much looking forward to the new WNBL season, particularly given there's going to be 10 teams in the competition this year. Of course, the new team from New Zealand and also Bendigo coming into the competition. And the two best teams from last year to kick it off here at the AS Arena. You couldn't ask for a better start. We couldn't indeed. And, uh, well, a new role for you on the Capitals Radio Network. Of course, you'll be anchoring the AIS Radio Network for us uh, throughout the season. But uh, a bit of sideline eye work for you throughout the season will be a, a, a different perspective. And I know when I started out in that sideline eye role, uh, some of those coaches... That was scary to be standing behind the benches. Of course, the successful Opals coach, Jan Sterling, being ranked right up there in front of the most ferocious addresses of their team. <laughs> well, you haven't tried to initiate me with Chris Lucas, which I very much appreciate, Craig, but Karen Dalton and Carrie Graff, terrific to speak to them and looking forward to both their team performances tonight. And it'll be interesting to see how the teams go about it. Sydney going in with a re- relatively unchanged lineup from last season. And the Capitals, well, they've added Krista Hayes but lost Donna Loff-Hagan. So, I mean, that's almost one for one there. So, you'd have to think both of these teams, similar lineups for last season. They are, and the Capitals have injected some youth into, the, into their lineup too. We've got Jacinta Govind coming into the lineup out of our ABA program in Canberra. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see whether she gets some court time. She had a really strong season there and I'm really looking forward to seeing Abby Bishop play again this season. She just came on in leaps and bounds last season and I think it's just terrific. Um, she's had a pretty good off season if you like um, touring the world playing basketball but um, yeah I think she's got some, a great future. And for the listeners on the Capital Radio Network as well Craig we probably should mention if you haven't already Michaela Dalgleish is now known as Michaela Benny. She was and it's married, an interesting one. Married the, over the off season. Yes she was married over the off season and just making life difficulty difficult for us commentators Michelle with a number of girls that did get married of course uh, one in the news siren is Michelle is uh, uh, of course uh, the former Capital Donna Lothagen making her debut tonight as Donna Wilkins. <laughs> you have Trucky or Trucker, sorry, who is now tenure um, uh, tenure Barton, I think it is. Uh, it's, it's getting tough for us commentators. It's getting very difficult. I think they should just get married and keep their own names and make our life a hell of a lot easier. Well, <laughs> it is going to be interesting. Good to speak to you, John. We'll be hearing from, your, from the coaches and you in just a few moments. Looking at the teams who are being introduced as we speak, it, well, starting with Sydney, a former Canberra Capital into the lineup late, Georgia Woodyard out of the team and replaced by Kira Shields getting a start over in the Sydney Uni Plains. A great crowd making plenty of noise here at the AIS Arena as the Capitals getting introduced. But it's Shields, Poto, Gordon, Jansen, Dompkins, Smith, Herrick, Porter, Musselwhite and Lorenzini are the lineup for Sydney Uni. The crowd really enjoying what will be a big moment when they unveil that Premiership banner in a few minutes' time, Michelle. Absolutely. The team, the team that line up. Natalie Hurst, 
second best on ground for mine in a grand final last year. Equal top scorer with Natalie Porter. Then it's Peter Sinclair, Abby Bishop, Jess Bibby, Mel Dalgleish, Kelly Abrams, Tracy Beattie, Kylie Lange and Tully Bevilacqua. Of course, the one other new in, or one of two new ins to the team is Jacinta Govind, uh, Govind, Govind and also Krista Hayes making her debut tonight for the Canberra Transact Capitals. And the Capitals had a really successful off-season, if you like. We had Natalie Hurston, Tully Bevel, uh, sorry, Natalie Hurston, Jess Bibby playing in Albury. Natalie went away to the uni, World Junior Games, came home with a gold medal. Kelly Abrams had a very successful season down in Tasmania um, playing in the ABA. So the girls have been busy in the off-season as well and, you know, they'll be ready to um, come out tonight and, you know, show their words. I'm sure it is going to be an exciting game, Michelle, as we get set for the national anthem here at the AIS Arena. We go down sideline now to John Keogh with Karen Dalton. Well, Karen Dalton, welcome back to the AIS Arena. Looking forward to the new WNBL season. Yeah, it seems, seems we've been training a fair bit over the last month, but um, no, really, I think the girls are really looking forward to the season starting. And a fairly settled lineup from last season. I know you picked up Kira Shields from the Canberra Capitals. Uh, so you feel confident with the lineup you've got from last season plus Kira's addition? Yeah, I think, you know, we were fairly young last year. I think we had three girls coming out of the AIS and hopefully, you know, the experience that they've had out of the AIS, I think they'll be a lot better this year. And the grand final rematch, what a way to start the season. Yeah, yeah, no, um, no, it should be a good game. We've played a couple of games in pre-season, not against full lineups, but neither team have had that. So I think as with any Canberra Capitals game, it'll be a tough game. And the Sydney Uni Flames goals for the season? Um, obviously to win the championships. Now, you weren't able to finish that off last year. Have you spoken about the disappointment of last year's grand final leading into this game? Maybe seeking a bit of revenge against the Capitals, or are you just focusing on the new season at hand? No, just focusing on the new season. Um, I think, you know, revenge is nothing. I mean, the better team won on the day. We didn't play that well, and I think we've, we've learned a bit from that loss, and um, I think they've addressed, tried to address quite a few issues that they felt that they needed to work on, and I think that's what we're focusing on, not what anyone else is doing or who we're playing. Sure. Speaking of the opposition, though, uh, Abby Bishop, she's been on national duties of recent times. Someone you're going to have to watch on tonight? Oh, I think they've got a, uh, you know, I think one of the one of the things about Canberra is they've got an established lineup that they've had for a few years. And, you know, again, just like some of our players, I think Abby playing in two world championships and going away with the Opals will obviously have improved as a player and she's obviously someone that you need to look out for. And who are you looking for to step up to fill the big shoes of Trish Fallon after her retirement? Well, without, you know, we've, we've got a couple of injuries. Obviously, Vafalki's out for the first bit as well. So, you know, Ray Cherrick's improved in the off-season. And, you know, look, I think the kids will be a lot better. And I think as a whole, um, you know, Alicia Poto and Kristen Veal have come back in great shape. So I think across the board, I think everyone needs to step up. Karen Dalton, good luck tonight. Thanks very much. And how are the girls looking forward to it? Yeah, look, I think every time you start, every season you start a new one, I think it's exciting. Um, we haven't had the best preparation in the world, but neither have Sydney with Australian players away. But yeah, once the game starts, we'll be as ready as we can be. And Krista Hayes slotting into the lineup this season. What do you see with her role? Yeah, look, I think she's going to add great punch to us off the bench. She's got great fundamentals. She's got a great work ethic. I think between her and Caitlin Cunningham, they'll fill the void of Donald Lopagan, you know. Bishop steps up into that starting role, and those two become our punch off the bench in the post. 
and Natalie Hurst had a terrific season last year. We'd be looking for her to step up and possibly spend some more minutes on the court again this year with Tully Bevelacqua bowing out at the end of this season. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we, you know, we've told her that you know this is her team once Tully retires as far as the point guard spot. You know, she could she could start at the point guard on most other teams in this league. She's that good, and you know, she's a key part of our rotation. You know, I mean, she's she's going to be aiming to be the best six man in the league, and I think she's got the talent to do that. Look at the opposition, the Sydney Uni Flames. They're taking a fairly settled lineup in from last season. What do you make of that? Yeah, look, they've got great continuity. They've had this crew together for a few years now with the same coach. Um, you know, obviously losing Fallon, the veteran scorer, um, that's a, a flexible player that can play in and out is a, is a big loss. But I think they've got some young players that can step up. I think Muscle White's a hell of a talent. Um, you know, Nat Porter's clearly a, an international player and, and an international star of the future. You know, Poto and Veal are, are unbelievably talented guards. Yeah, this team's got depth. I think Dompkins and Smith and, and Eric will step up a little bit. You know, now that they've been out of the shoot for a couple of years. They have got some real potency behind the three-point arc as well. Is that something you're going to have to keep an eye on? Yeah, look, I mean, we scout all the teams. You're right. You know, you know, Muscle White, VL, Porter, Dompkins are all big, big-time three-point shooters. We just got to play to the scout and try and limit those those scoring opportunities. Good luck in front of the home crowd tonight, Carrick. Thank you. The Canberra Transa Capital season starts in three minutes' time. The national anthem out the way you've heard from both Karen Dalton and Kerry Graff. John Keogh is down their sideline eye. He will keep us up to date with all the movers and the changes from ground level. Here, well, with three minutes to the start, under three minutes now to the start of the season, Michelle, it is interesting to see. The teams have had a core group say under control, but ultimately there's been some important role players go out of the teams. Of course, Fallon is a huge loss to the Sydney Uni Flames. There's no doubt about it. Rachel Herrick, though, surprised everyone when she started against the Capitals in their first meeting when Porter had had a, a, a wisdom teeth extraction and she played extremely well relishing that starting role last time she gets an opportunity tonight to reprieve that well that's right and Rachel's been around the league for a few years now so it really is her opportunity to step it up and I guess you know put her stamp on this league and and you know you know assert herself as a player of quality and caliber in the league She's certainly not going to step up there and replace a Trish Fallon, you know. No one can do that. She just brought so much experience and um, was a great thinker of the game as well. So they will, you know, they will um, struggle a little bit without Trish, I think, in that sort of leadership role. But they certainly have other players out there. You know, Alicia Poto, very experienced player. Kristen Veal, very experienced player. I guess the area that, that they might need... Some, um, some leadership in is with their bigs and you know it's good to have someone on the floor who can actually do that so it's going to be an important role that she'll be playing this season Michelle when we look at the Canberra Transact Capitals one more change that has happened this year Donna Lockhagen a huge defensive player a role player one of the best defenders in I think any competition is not there anymore that is going to call upon uh, Krista Hayes, who I think is more noted for her offence rather than her defence, and Caitlin Cunningham, who once again is voted most likely to dunk during this season <laughs> than it is to uh, put on a few block shots. She can do it, but 
she's not known for that sort of quality defence. No, that's right. And that's one of the things that um, Carrie Graff has talked to uh, Caitlin about a lot is that she needs to be more consistent defensively to be able to play substantial minutes in the game. So I, just, I expect that she's been working very hard on her defensive game in the off-season. I think the other thing that with the loss of Donna Lothagen or Donna Wilkins, I think Wilkins, it is, Wilkins yeah. as she is now known, is that she was just such a fierce competitor. Absolutely fierce competitor and just an extraordinary rebounder, you know. If there was a ball that was loose, anyone on the floor, she would be after it and she'd be after it really hard. So, you know, the Caps are... Um, she, she played a great role for the Capitals and I think she would have liked to have come back and played, but she's a New Zealander at heart. And, and it's her hometown. And it's her hometown. All right, the two teams heading out onto the floor. And the starting five will be Bishop, Bibby, Abram, Speedy and Bevilacqua for the Capitals. Poto, Jansson, the, uh, well, the recruit for Sydney, Herrick, Porter, Musselwhite and Veal. Kristen Veal back in the nation's capital. Always great to see her go around. It will be a great battle tonight. Yeah. Veal Capitals and Bibby. with a small lineup, which is interesting. Got a three guards out there, and whether they continue with that throughout the season will be interesting to see. Beatty and Porter both get hands on the ball, but Abrams does the stealing. Goes to Bishop on the left-hand lane. Give her the ball. Back to Abrams. Inside to Bishop. Bishop then gets the first shot. Doesn't drop. As Poto running down the court on the fast break, Bibby gets up behind her and slaps it away. Yeah, look, that was a good um, shot for the Caps to get to start the game. It was a nice inside feed. Bishop just didn't finish it off. So, As working around the arc, gets to Poto on the left-hand side, drives to the baseline, drives baseline, now kicks out to Carrick, who has to take a double grab at it, goes to Musselwhite instead. Morse puts up the shot from the three-point arc. She was hitting him there in warm-up, but the first one, Minerves. And it's still nil all. Oh, Bear Velacqua tried to go inside to Bishop. And Bishop's going to be a huge presence inside along with Tracy Beattie, who's playing that defensive role currently. Porter goes left side to Veal. Veal sees Musselwhite cutting baseline. We'll get to her on the left lane. Abrams working her. Oh, fadeaway jump shot. Abrams gets a piece of arm. She's not happy about the call, but it was contact there. And, you know, whether or not she did contact her, I mean, she had great body position. She should have just kept those arms straight up. The minute you put your arms down in a situation, they're probably going to blow it, um, whether it's there or not. So. Musselwhite goes to the line to get her first points of the game and opens the scoring. Michelle Musselwhite now getting her first. It's a nice, easy way to score your, you know, your opening score in a in a league like this. Is to step up on the foul line. You do hundreds of those at training, and it's just nice and easy. As the Capitals now in the first minute have Abrams bring the ball back. Oh, the low post goes between the legs of Bishop. She's good enough to retrieve it. Takes on a former teammate in Rachel Herrick. Goes outside to Bevel Aqua. Back inside to Bishop. She goes the reverse layup. Can't get her own rebound that time. And Porter will bring the ball down the floor. Gives it to Musselwhite on the left-hand side. But Bishop certainly playing that lead role. As inside Herrick. Block shot from Beattie. But Beattie getting a piece of arm there. And once again, definitely the right call. Absolutely, you know, I mean, uh, Tracy's got long arms, but uh, on that occasion, Rachel Herrick actually used her body really well to protect the ball and to, in some ways, force that contact. So, uh, you know, that was smart. It was a nice feed from Poto as well. It's showing plenty of confidence in those youngsters. Yeah, Capitals are obviously looking to go inside to Bishop down at the offensive end of the floor, looking to exploit Herrick in that matchup. 
Herrick's second shot rattles around, but eventually it falls, and we're out to a four-point-to-nil lead for the Sydney Uni Flames here at the AAS Arena. Bibby brings the ball back over the half-court. Goes to the right-hand wing, backing into Poto, then has to go back. Gives it to Bevilacqua. The start of her sayonara year. Abrams drives down the baseline, and this time it's Herrick reaching in on the Capitals' captain. And she will take her first trip to the line. Yeah, it was good penetration, you know, from uh, Kelly. She went hard at the basket and drew the foul, and she'll knock him down from the foul line. It's interesting, Tully Bevilac was last year, as she's already announced that, so, you know, there'll be players sitting on the bench there, like a Natalie Hurst, who'll be thinking, this is my year to really step it up, and, and next year I'm slotting into that starting guard spot. So, you know, Tully gives so much to the team, and it'll be a big loss when she does go. It will be indeed, as... It is both from the free throw line for the Capitals from Abrams. Sydney trying to start up with Poto on the right hand side. Then it's Veal inside to Herrick again. This time Beattie blocks the shot, slaps the ball over the baseline and Tracy Beattie picks up another important stat. That's right. Rachel's, you know, making nice strong posts up, but when you've got someone that size against you, you really need to do a better job of using your body to create the space to get the shot over the top of someone. That was just a sloppy turnover from the Flames then. Yes, they've turned it over quite quickly here now as the Capitals will bring the ball back here. Bevilacqua down the left side to Bibby. Bibby puts up the shot and Bibby from the arc just had a foot on the line in fact moves it to a two point shot four points each as Veal goes long and Veal just can't quite make the three point attempt still locked up at four all Abrams now they're running the floor run and gun inside to Bishop Bishop dunks over to Bibby but oh Porter called for a push yeah, that was probably light contact there, but the referee... It was definitely contact, um, but, you know, I thought it was pretty light. <laughs> probably well, unfortunate to get that one in many regards. I just hope they're going to call it consistently like that. That's the most uh, important thing, isn't it, when we get the consistency. As the Capitals setting up once again. It's around the arc, through hands, Bevilacqua. Abrams just volleyballed it on, inside to Beattie, and Beattie gets her first points of the season. Right, and that's really somewhere the Caps will be looking to go inside. I think they want to exploit the advantage they have there in the size that Beattie's got over Porter, and Herrick's probably lack of experience on matching up on a really big... Veal pulls back from the arc, goes to Musselwhite from downtown. Musselwhite nails a big three. That's what she can do to you. She certainly can. And you don't want her to get into any sort of rhythm, so the Capitals will probably, you know, step that up a bit. Into the her. corner, Bevilacqua at the baseline. It goes to Bishop and Veal this time, bumping into Bishop, will pick up the foul. Yeah, look, the Sydney need to do a much better job at denying those passes to their inside. I mean, the Capitals have just been able to make easy feed repeatedly into the paint, and if uh, they continue to allow that to happen, then it's going to put their bigs in some serious um, foul problems, I suspect, because that's going to be the you know the only resort they can they can go to. Nat Hurst comes into the game for her first minutes. As she gets the ball, hands it off to Abrams. Shot doesn't drop, and Musselwhite does the clean-up. 7-6 in favour of the Flames. 6 minutes 30 left to go in the first term. As Beal now goes to the right-hand side to Poto. 
Podo goes to Veal, who is going for a cut baseline. Beatty again just chops off the pass. That's right. You know, Natalie Hurst got caught up on a screen there. Really need to get some uh, better communication defensively because they all get burnt on that kind of... Inbound ball to Porter. Gets it bouncing on the ring. Veal does the rebound. Herrick with a look-away pass from Veal. Good enough to make the score. Nine points to six. Yeah, nice vision from Kristen Veal then. She saw the player out of the corner of Iron. Look-away pass. As Hurst now goes to Abrams. Gets it to Bibby. Driving baseline. Oh, Porter just blocks the shot nicely there. Poto slaps it on to Veal who brings it over the half court down the right wing. Veal comes back to the centre. Gives it to Porter. Porter now looks to drive down the left lane. Kick out to Poto. Back across to Veal. And Veal will set up the play once again. Goes back to Porter for three. Hits the iron with ten seconds left on the shot clock. I think they rush that. Uh, Beattie gives the ball to Hurst who breaks down the centre of the ground. Gets it outside to Bibby. And Bibby hits another. Nine points to eight. Sydney's still with a one-point lead, Michelle. That's right. And, you know, I mean, the Capitals really would, should have a good transition game this season. They've got the players to be able to... Again, Beattie with the block shot, but Herrick trailing on Veal gets to put the bucket in. As the timeout looks to be called with five minutes left to go. The Caps again don't convert. Hurst gets a hand on a pass going to Poto and it will be Sydney with the ball in hand after the timeout. John Keogh is going to be reporting from that timeout for us. We'll have all the news from down at the benches, Michelle, but an interesting game so far. Sydney really working that fast break game. Well, they are, you know, and they're out by three points, which is good, which is good. But what I like about the Capitals is they've had a pretty disrupted preparation and they're just playing smart in that they're exploiting their bigs by going uh, into them, making easy feeds. You know, they've got to finish off a bit better, but that'll come. And their transition game's starting to get some rhythm now. This is an interesting position as we go to the first timeout. And it was interesting that that timeout going to Karen Dalton down there for the Sydney Uni Flames as they were about to make a couple of important changes in that roster. Yeah, so it'll be good for them. I mean, getting players in early is, is one thing that you probably want to do at the start of the season and uh, um, just, you know, to let some of these players have a run. I'm not sure who they're actually pulling from the floor, but, you know, it's in Toto hasn't done much, you know, in this start of this game. So, um, but she has got Kristen Veal watching her. Oh, sorry, she has got... Uh, it's a great to see a matchup like Kristen Veal and Jess Bibby. Two offensive weapons going head to head. John Keogh, no, nothing to report from the sidelines from that timeout. <laughs> well, he's just getting his footing there, Michelle. But That's hopefully right. he'll be making us work a little bit less throughout the season. That's uh, right. Karen Dalton just looking to get a, uh, a clarification on the rules as... It is Veal restarting now. Gives the ball inside to the 21 in Jansen. Jansen now gets it back to Veal. Goes to Porter. Jansen. No, the cutout pass goes to Veal on the left-hand wing. Back to Poto now, top of the key. Poto at the edge of the uh, keyway. Shot goes up, but a foul has been called against Krista Hayes, who makes her first minutes in the Australian Defence Force uh, WNBL. John Keogh from the sideline. Yeah, Kerry Graff, just a little bit concerned about Rachel Herrick's work inside at the moment. That's something the Capitals will keep an eye on. 
Thanks very much to John. As now Poto gets the inbounded ball, drives around till she gets the baseline. Dompkins, who's come in from the timeout, puts up a three-point attempt. Beatty's there to clean it up, and the ball goes into the hands of Natalie Hurst. She pulls up on the three-point arc, then goes again, gives it off to Bibby. Gann has to hand off to Beatty. Inside to Hayes. Hayes looks to bank it in off the glass to get her first points for the Capitals. It wasn't to be. 11-8 remains the score with 9 minutes and 15 seconds left. Dompkins gets bumped away by Abrams as the ball goes into the hands this time of Lorenzini. Uh, sorry, no, of Jarden. And Jarden just can't make the shot either. And we remain all tired. Well, at 11-8, Hurston just missing the play, Michelle. That's right. I think it was one of those communication issues there. We expected someone to roll and she didn't. She threw the pass. You know, I think this is, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Hayes goes trying to match up on Natalie Porter. I don't think she'll be able to contain Natalie, but uh, she'll be giving it her best shot. Lorenzini does the uh, defensive work that time as Veal gives the ball to Porter. Does the uh, defensive work in the offensive end. Domkins now gives it to Poto. Nine seconds left on the shot clock as Jarzen. Goes right side to Domkins. Domkins thought about a look over the top of Abrams. She loses control of the ball. Hayes gets the tough away. Oh. And then Abrams, the look-away pass, had Bibby open but went to Hurst. It's turned over. Domkins can't, doesn't make them pay, but Hayes and Abrams mess up the rebound and it's over the baseline. Yeah, look, the Sydney Uni Flames, with those um, changes they've brought in, just look really out of, all, out of sorts offensively. So, um, you know, I think they might, yeah, they've pulled some changes here and they're going to put, uh, put Michelle Musselwhite back in. They've pulled Veal. And that's Melissa Smith coming in for Natalie Porter. So, you know, Karen Dalton's pulling the changes in and out there and, you know, just letting these girls sort of run in to some rhythm. Interesting change there as Bishop goes back out onto the floor for the Capitals, as does Bevilacqua. Hurst is out there as Abrams sits down with uh, Bimmy and Hayes. Muscle White. Oh, Bevilacqua gets a great steal on here. Bevilacqua takes it all away. The layup is good. Classic Kelly Bevilacqua, she's just so quick, those hands. Mel Smith goes inside oh. to Jarzen, but Jarzen just can't quite take the ball before Bishop slaps her arm and it will be a Sydney ball from the baseline. Yeah, and that's one thing that Abby Bishop struggled with a little bit last season where she did get into foul trouble. I think that's only her her first in this game, so, you know, that's good. Eight minutes into it, it's doing much better than she did last season. 14 fouls on the Capitals mm. as Dompkins drives down. Bibby gets a hand on it, Dompkins gets it back, and then a nice little left hand off. Was that a hook shot? <laughs> yeah, a little running hook. <laughs> it was a little running hook. It made, paid dividends, 13 to 10, as Bevel Aqua lines up from outside the arc. Doesn't drop Poto, brings it up the left-hand wing with Musselwhite. Poto back to the centre. Now Mel Smith. Mel Smith, also a player that's uh, they'll be looking for a lot of work from her this year. I think she's got it in her, but we'll, time will tell. Travel called on Jarzen and Jarzen, uh, Jansen, sorry. Just uh, having the turnover as she slipped the, the key. Shuffle. The nervous well, shuffle. The nervous shuffle. It looks more like a slip oh. than a nervous shuffle. Musselwhite crashing through as she does. Gets the turnover and Sydney go back into offense. They lead by three, 13 to 10. Muscle White goes for Dompkins. Dompkins travels again. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't know. Um, you know, the footwork's a bit suspect. I don't know whether they're out of practice or whether there's been an instruction to the referees to be a little more, uh, pay a little more attention to the footwork. 
How's the girls this year? Well, they're red hot on it at the beginning of last season as Abrams drives down the left lane, leaves it well short, and Poto comes up with the ball. Abrams putting pressure on in the backcourt on Poto, but eventually it goes to Domkins. In the corner is Musselwhite. Oh, Bevel Aqua working on her, but Musselwhite still tried to drive baseline and in the end got the ball onto the foot of Bevel Aqua. Well, it was a uh, reset on the clock, so Musselwhite... She'll go to the line. We'll go to the line. That was... Uh, I didn't think she was in the act of shooting, but it's the fifth foul. It's the fifth foul, the 15 so, foul yeah, so yeah. Into the bonus. Into the bonus now. So that's not good news for the Capitals. Um, you know, it's not, certainly not. And really, you know, Tully Bevelacqua was almost a get-out-of-jail-free card because Mus- White really had nowhere to go in that situation. Just keep her behind the backboard and, uh, you know, she was trapped. It's not pretty, is it, Craig? It's, it's not it's a pretty, not pretty start. <laughs> 15 to 10 with a minute 45 left to go in the game, in the quarter as Abrams goes inside to Bishop, outside to Hayes. Then to Hurst who wrong foots Poto, puts up a shot from deep. That was an 18 foot J on the run and she made it look easy. Yeah, she did and I think that's a part of Natalie's game that's really come along is her ability to pull up for the short range jump shot. The crowd getting behind it as the drummers chant up. Poto for three. No, foot on the line. It's only a two. 17-12. Very quick release on that shot. It was great. Hurst now comes in. Pulls up a Poto. Goes outside to Bevelacquara. Over the top to Bishop. Bishop can't get the layup to drop. She's triple themed in the key. And eventually it's Jansen who will be called for the foul. That will be her second personal. Yeah, look, Abby's doing a great job of getting good body position in the paint. She's making good seal and giving good target, and the girls are giving her the ball. She just hasn't been able to finish off at this stage. And, um, you know, she's, she's doing a really good job. Just a bit more consistency in the finish off, and it'll be good, good Seven, work from her. 17 to 12, Abby Bishop going to the line to shoot two. Shooting percentage at the moment is an interesting one. 38 to 31% from the field. Three throws... Uh, sorry, three throws, 100% for the Caps, which maintains that as Bishop makes the uh, first of her two and the second. But both teams, but six free throws converted by the Sydney Uni Flames. The difference on the scoreboard at the moment. That's right. And, you, you know, we've still got another minute to go in this quarter where we really don't want the Capitals to let the Flames score in dead time. Yes. Herrick back out on the floor. So is Veal and Porter. As Veal, ball in hand. Oh, bumps Hurst to the floor, but the shot was put off by that move. And a charge foul called late there. No, I don't think they have called a charge. I think well, they just they just called it off as Porter. Okay. As inbound from Bishop now goes to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua into the corner. Hurst oh, just controls the ball. Hurst looking around. Lobs over the top to Beattie, who's back in the game. Beattie just muscled her position, trailing the foot so as not to travel, then makes the shot. Beattie... Yeah is, uh, well, doing quite nicely in a year that she really wants to uh, prove to everyone that she is one of the best centres in the game. Absolutely, and Tracy had a great season last year as well. So Particularly amongst all the uh, turmoil that she was facing in her personal life. Absolutely. Speedy gets another rebound, gives it off to Hurst as Porter's shot doesn't go. Herrick knocks Bish to the ground. Uh, Bishop and Herrick having a laugh about it at the... Uh, End of the quarter as we see a one-point ball game going into the first break, Michelle. It has 
a game that's had some up and down moments already. It has. I, I think, you know, you have to expect that in the first game for the season that the teams are going to look a little disorganised, um, a little unsettled, and they're, they're just feeling their way a bit. Some of the skills are a bit rusty and they'll be just a little bit nervous, you know. They've been working hard building up to it, so um, it hasn't been particularly pretty to watch, but there's been glimpses where you can see that we're going to see some great stuff from both of these teams this season. The other thing we didn't talk about is the three referees. The first season that we've had the three referees on the WNBL, so... Um, we did have it last year. We did last year. Um, last year was the introduction of three referees. <laughs> At times, didn't seem like it was any better. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Um, and it was obviously memorable for you. It was obviously it? memorable for me, exactly. So, but um, yeah, no. Look, I'm not surprised that it's not particularly pretty to watch at this stage. But it will get better. And hey, it's a close game, so that's good. It is indeed. I'm hoping you can still hear something there. I just have to play with the uh, with the uh, headphones a bit during the uh, quarter time break, or perhaps when John's speaking, we'll try and get you some sound back there. But uh, it is quite interesting to see the way these two teams are both. Sydney looked electric with their starting five, but when they went into the bench, they started to drop their game. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, Sydney have got a very experienced sort of starting group, but then when they go away from that, they, they have some real inexperience, which, um, you know, over time will, will tell tale. Well... The stats are almost upon us. John Keogh is down on the sideline. Yeah, Karen Dalton just wants the girls to hold up on the passes a little bit, Craig. Of course, we saw some wayward passing in that first quarter. Also, make sure the defence is pretty tight in this second quarter. A little bit concerned about the Capitals still scoring 16 points in that first quarter. Well, I think that's a, a reasonable expectation for the Capitals to, to score. 16 points a quarter, but Karen Dalton obviously wanted more from her defensive end. Yeah, uh, you know, and Karen, that's the, the nature of the coach too. Karen Dalton's a very defensive-focused coach. Um, I mean, that was the way she played the game, and and she does a very good job of, of building good defensive units. They they're physically strong. They understand what each other's doing. You know, their rotations are generally good, and they play with tenacity. So. You know, they've probably, she'd be unhappy, I'd imagine, with the way that the entry passes have been able to go pretty freely into the um, post for the Canberra Capitals. Poto and Musselwhite, Beal, Porter and Herrick start the second term here with Sydney in possession. Poto has the ball on the right-hand side. It's uh, Bevelacqua, Beatty, Hurst, Abrams and Bishop. As Porter drives down on, uh, on Beatty, eventually crashing into the box, is Michelle Musselwhite and the Caps will get the ball back. 17-16, one-point ball game with the first half of a minute in the second term already completed. Working around. It's Hurst. Oh, B, uh, oh Abrams all by herself and just missing the layup. Yeah, you just great, curl cut, great curl cut and nice feed but not able to finish it off. Porter now looking around goes out over to Poto. Poto looks and gives it back to Porter in the key. Porter, well, it's up and over the basket. Beatty does the rebounding, and Hurst is off to the races. Hurst now into the key herself, kicks it out to Abrams on the left-hand side. They're looking back for the Hurst. triangle again on that 
post play with Debbie Bishop there. Yeah, driving down the baseline. It's uh, Bevelacqua to Hurst for three. Rattles off the arc. Beattie has got long enough arms to pull it back in. And the shot clock has reset. Abrams setting up at the centre circle for another offensive run. They go left-hand side. Oh, Abrams almost lost the dribble that time. It's Bishop in the paint. She goes left, right. Hook shot doesn't fall. Herrick does the clean-up. Herrick gets mugged by Bishop along the way, but it is Sydney setting up with Aveal. Bring it down the left-hand side. It's interesting. They are trying to run very structured plays here, the Canberra Capitals, a team that has only trained together as a complete unit twice in the pre-season. Yeah, and I mean, it is structured, Craig, but what they're actually running is very basic principles of basketball that you apply to any sort of offensive set or any sort of offensive game. So they're looking at, you know, triangle principles in terms of post feeds and, and getting the right angles, and they're doing it very well. So, um, you know, and these girls have played together before, so they know each other's game reasonably well. They do indeed. Inbound ball from the side. Poto gets it into the key. Bishop, uh, sorry, no, it was Beattie again getting a hand in there. And Hurst is going, driving right lane, bounces, her Abiel out the way, and Hurst makes the two. Capitals retake the lead, 18 to 17. And Capitals have certainly started, whoops, here comes Mich Mich Michelle Musselwhite. I was just about to say the Capitals have had a good start, and Musselwhite, she just looks like you give her half a chance and she's going to light up in this game. Always dangerous. She is a, a great offensive weapon for Karen Dalton to draw on. It's over to Beattie now, then on to Bibby. Bibby looks at the arc, then goes back forward, drives down the left-hand lane after starting on the right-hand side and makes the J. She is a great left-hand jump shot shooter. She does, but, you know, Sydney should just not allow her that much space. She literally had a, you know, a mile of space to be able to make that penetration. It's muscle white in the paint. As Beal went to ground, I don't know how she ended up there, but... Bibby was there, very close at hand. Interesting one. At 21-20, Sydney Uni leading as Bishop puts one out from outside the key. Beattie does the rebounding and Beattie makes the shot. Shooting percentages, the Capitals up to 44, 8 from 18 and it's 26 for Sydney Uni who have gone, well, a little bit rusty here. Poto to Musselwhite, inside to Porter, who gets free. She tries the reverse layup, and it was rejected by Beattie. Gets it back to Herrick, who gets fouled in the act of shooting. And that's Bishop's second foul, so she's going to take a rest, and Krista Hayes will come on. Yes, Hayes and Michaela Benny making her first appearance on the floor. And, uh, well, Michaela Benny still in the number 12. But looking forward to this season as Herrick can't complete the uh, three-point play and it's still 23-22. Sydney Uni with the lead, six minutes and 30 seconds. Abrams goes to the right-hand lane and finds Beattie. Beattie goes across court, looks for Bibby. Bibby trying to, uh, well, go for the three-point play. Capitals with desperation keep the ball alive, but Hayes can't put it back in. Sydney goes quickly down to Porter. Porter across. Musselwhite has time. She wrong foots Speedy. Then has the shot come off the back of the iron. Porter, oh, dumps it off. Thought Musselwhite was a big chance for a three that time, but she gave it off to Veal. And again, Beattie with another rejection. She's a big presence in the middle of the key there for the Capitals tonight, which is great. You know, the Capitals are... 
really not taking the, making the most of their opportunities. They're just not converting easy shots. The shots that they're missing are the ones that put backs inside the paint. And whereas at the other end of the floor, when Sydney's getting those opportunities, they're converting them. Bibby drives inside. She makes the, uh, well, she makes it look easy, finding space. Fouled on the way to the basket and the shot doesn't drop, so she'll shoot two. That's right. 23-22, still capital shooting at 43%. They have 0 for 4 outside the arc. Sydney 1 from 3 in mm. the three-point zone as Bibby just misses the first of the free throws. So, uh, well, they are now 4 from 5 with a shot to come. The second one wasn't convincing. That was almost one of those Korean pushes, wasn't it? <laughs> almost was. Double-handed. Oh, uh, Sydney are in trouble here. It's good pressure from the Capitals. Benny working back in the backcourt meant that Poto had to come down and help out Veal as well. Veal now gets trapped in the offensive court, has to go back to Poto. Poto wants Muscle White to go in the corner. Now she cuts baseline, goes to Porter though, and Porter gets herself into the paint. Shot was too hard off the glass. Hayes and Porter wrestling at the ball. Both of them hit the ground, but Hayes has been called for the foul. I think she did get a piece of Porter's arm. Porter yeah. walks. To the, well, I thought Porter was walking to the line then, but only the second, only the third team foul on the game. Yeah. Uh, of the quarter. Inbound Porter's ball. dangerous. Yeah, the... from that range. Hits the front of the arc, though. Beattie slaps it away, and Sydney will get another chance yeah. to set up. 24 seconds on the shot clock. Interesting to see the shot clock down this end is saying 29 <laughs> seconds too. That's a dangerous one. This time Abrams hits the floor as Porter leans into her. Beal goes for three as the kick out pass is that way. But Beattie's called for another foul. Now that's important. It looks like that will be a foul on Tracy Beattie. It is her... Her, uh, her second. Her second. And the team, more importantly, it's the fourth team foul again for the Capitals. You know, we're halfway through this quarter, five minutes to go. And Sydney are going to be in the bonus now. Every time we foul them, they're going to step to the line and knock down foul shots in dead time. Not a good situation for the Capitals to be in. No, as Sydney reset, muscle wide. Outside of Poto, Veal gets it inside to Porter on the left lane. Porter backing into Hayes as Hayes, well, she made it a good... Good de discipline defence there. Just hands straight in the air, didn't move. Shot was off and the Caps come and run the floor. Hurst puts up the shot. Hurst, oh, what a great piece of play by Kristen Veal. Saw the ball was going out. She was last touch on it. Slapped it into Bibby who was going into the crowd and Sydney retained the possession on that turnover. Yeah. Poto brings it down the wing. 4.50 left to go in the half. As the crowd's still rolling in here at the AS Arena. Porter's on the right hand, 45. Goes back to Veal now. Setting the screen is Porter, but Bibby stays with her. Veal in, out, backwards, forwards, gets to the baseline, and then a jump shot on Bibby. Yep. It didn't drop. But she'll go to the foul line. She does, because they're in the bonus once again. Bishop comes in, Bibby will sit down. As 23 points apiece here on the Transact scoreboard. As it will be Kristen Veal at the free throw line. Caitlin Cunningham coming in for her first minutes for the Capitals too. And it'll be interesting to see how Caitlin handles it and how much of the four minutes she will get. Veal gives them a one point lead. 
them being the Sydney Uni Flames, of course. Bill with a second free throw. Doing it all in dead time, too, with the clock stopped. Bishop gets the ball and inbounds it to Hurst, who comes up the right wing. Bill watching her. 25, plays 23. Bishop, hands off, back to Hurst. Then goes back for three. They left her open, and she loves... She, she reminds me a lot of Lauren Jackson... And that's not putting too big a wrap on it, but she has got an outside-inside game and she can carry the ball. We haven't seen Lauren, because of injury, carry the ball as much, but that is what Abby Bishop is learning to do. All three skills that are so vitally important in the front court. That's right. It's interesting. She knocks down the three, but hasn't been able to make a layup tonight. Yes. Poto makes a two-point jump shot from inside the key. Hurst brings the ball back. 27-26, and Sydney Uni's oh, back nice out in front. on that screen. Yes, rolled off the screen, did Bishop, and got the ball back. Went back out to Bibby, and Bibby nails the three. Knocks it down from the corner. That's good to see. Starting to get a little bit of rhythm, the Cats, in their, um, in their game. So if they continue, that, I think that the Sydney Flames are going to struggle to contain them. Domkins goes to Herrick. It's almost an AAS 2003 feel <laughs> to the, the floor at the moment because it was very regular. You'd say Domkins, Herrick. Cunningham all out of the play, out on the floor at the same time. Of course, one of those girls playing for the Capitals now. But good to see so many of these players now stepping up to this highest level in the Australian game anyway. And when you're the national teams, the world champions, well, you're going to be claiming that this league is one of the best in the world. That's right. That's exactly right. And again, you know, I, I think the... Um, It'll be interesting to see how some of the players who came out of the RAS last season had their first season in the league progress in the second season. Because I think for all those players, it's a big adjustment to make going from a pretty protected environment, if you like, where everything's at hand, they've got all their programs happening and what have you, out into the real world and play the game. Yep. And, uh, well, John Keogh is down listening to Carrie Graff as she addresses the Canberra Transact Capitals here with only about 3 minutes and 19 seconds left to go in this second term. It is 29-27. Bibby leading the scoring for the Capitals on 10. Musselwhite on 11. Herrick on 8. Poto on 4. For Sydney, for Sydney yeah. Uni. It's interesting that Porter hasn't, hasn't factored in the scoring yet. You usually expect her to chip in. We'll go down to John Keogh. Gary Graff looking for Caitlin Cunningham to post up inside and the girls to go inside to her. Alright, so change in the offensive structure now as they're going to look to the number six of Caitlin Cunningham to go inside. An interesting idea here and just showing a bit more responsibility. As Cunningham does go inside that time, but Abrams couldn't get the ball to her. Veal takes it back and Veal, oh, her layup is short. Came off the side of the iron. Musselwhite does the steal back as Bishop's pass going to Hurst isn't converted. And that will mean that Domkins gets the easy shot in. 29 points apiece with 2 minutes and 50 seconds left to go in the quarter. Look away pass from Abrams after it went through hands. Bibby, just uh, Bishop that time just left it over the hoop. And they haven't gone inside to Cunningham so far. No, and I can understand why Graf is saying to go to Cunningham. She's got match-up with uh, uh, Jansen on her. He's very inexperienced, I guess. You know. In this league particularly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, go there and exploit that. 
Yes, is driving down. Domkins driving baseline and Cunningham's been called for a foul. No, Abrams might have been. It is Kelly Abrams who's been called for that foul. That leaves Abrams on uh, her second personal, but it automatically means that Domkins goes to the line to shoot for two. Sydney shooting at 89% from the free throw line and it is the Caps shooting at 83. Domkins makes the first. And so that's nine from ten now for Sydney. It's a, a costly Muscle, ten points as she makes a second. Musselwhite's having a real impact in this game. You know, she's leading the scorers, but she's also coming up with some steal. She's getting, you know, anticipating and getting the hand to the ball. So, Well, this year she is fully fit after having some amazing illnesses and uh, a near-death experience. Hurst now goes to Bibby from downtown for three off the back of the iron. Hurst does the uh, work. And Abiel, oh, everyone in the crowd, on certainly on the commentary side, thought that Beal had last touch. But in fact, it is Claire Stevens who says, no, it was Hurst last touch on it. And Sydney will have the ball. 31 place, 29. Sydney Uni leading with two minutes left to go in the half. Domkins now. Smith around the R to Musselwhite. Musselwhite back to Veal now. Veal looking around inside to Porter on the elbow. Left-hand elbow, it's short. Cunningham gets mugged by Mel Smith and that will see the Transact Capitals get the ball back. But only two teams fouls against Sydney. It has been a very disciplined performance. Smith getting her first personal of the game. Yeah, and they've just brought Tracy Beatty back into the lineup, so it'll be interesting to see whether they actually go back to trying to focus on getting Bishop the ball or Beatty the ball inside. Well, it was interesting. They didn't once go to Caitlin, even no. though she got herself free, probably only on one occasion. Inside to Bishop, does her own rebounding. We'll get a third chance. No, Musselwhite gets in there for the uh, rebound that time, carries it down the left wing, goes back to Veal. Veal, bounce pass inside to Porter on the left elbow, but she backs out around the arc. So, Porter now drives baseline on Beatty. Beatty, you saw it, the hand in the back. Yeah, just that hand on low. She's, you know, Porter's just a little bit too quick for her and uh, gave her some problems there. So, that'll be Beatty's second, I think that is. Or One minute 17 left to go in the quarter. And it is John Keogh. An interesting call there. That was a pretty soft hand in the back that time almost looks like what the AFL umpires were dishing up throughout the season oh, it's a pretty tough gig out there for the referees Craig so I don't like to criticise them too much but it certainly improved a little bit the standard of the game in the second quarter, the first quarter I felt was very scrappy of course the girls just getting into the start of the season but their skills have been finessed somewhat in this second quarter and we've seen a few more points on the board too. It has been. Yeah, as the game's progressed, the girls have certainly got a bit more rhythm in the game, a bit more feel for it, so that's good to see. But, you know, it's interesting for me, the Caps are shooting at, what, 30, 36% from the field? They were shooting at 44 at the start at of this the, quarter. Yeah. What were they shooting at the, uh, at the quarter time break? At 37, so... So they stayed around... They, they were electric, though, coming into that second quarter. They were hitting just about everything they... Uh, could see. But yeah. uh, John, interesting to see just how disjointed Sydney are when they go to their bench. Yeah, they probably don't have as much uh, depth on the bench as they'd like at the moment with Apiaki out of the team as well, Craig, who'd normally be a starting player for them. That forces someone else to come on as a starting five person. They've one short on their bench. Yes, Porter's going to the line here 
two, shoot two. They lead by one with a minute 17 left to go in the term. And Porter makes them pay 32.29. As Porter looks and hits another. So Natalie Porter takes them out to a 33.29 lead. Hurst calling Hayes up to give her a screen. Uses the screen but then goes back around the arc through Bishop, Bibby, Abrams, then back to Bibby. Cross court. Bibby goes to Hurst who drives down to the low post on the left-hand side. Shot doesn't fall. Bibby's good enough to get it back. Her shot, though, rolls across. They've got the glad wrap up on the net at the moment, Michelle. They have indeed. <laughs> Inside the last minute of the half, Poto looking to set up. 15 seconds on the shot clock. Porter drives down the left lane, goes into the key, and Hayes this time. Well, I thought Hayes' cylinder was very strong there in defence. Yeah, look, I think Natalie Porter's going to start to become a factor in this game because she really... We don't have anyone who can match up particularly well on her. I don't think Krista Hayes can uh, uh, match up on her very well. We put Abby on her, but Abby's got a few foul problems and then she's just a bit too quick and she's, you know, she can make the shot from the perimeter, so that creates problems for Tracy Beattie. So she's going to be a danger, well, I think, as she gets into the game. The Capitals just cannot afford to keep handing the ball back to Sydney as they lead now by 35 to 29 and the last four points have all come from the charity strike. Hurst now goes to the left-hand side to Bibby, back to Hurst, then off to Bishop. Bishop gives a good screen for Abrams who turns at the top of the key. Ball in dispute. Porter gets it off. Bishop on the ground. She looks to get it outside. Krista Hayes has hit her foot and Muscle White will settle things down for Sydney Uni. Dompkins brings it over. Gives it to Poto. Poto now over the top. Porter on the left elbow. Goes, backs it out. Hands off to Poto. Seven seconds left on the shot clock. Five. Poto for three. And Sydney are on a roll. They certainly are. And that was just poor communication there in that defensive set. You know, there was a, clearly that Natalie Porter was going to be setting a big screen and the girls just didn't communicate it. You've got to show yourself high on those screens and just slow that penetration. Give Poto that much space and she'll knock him down all night. 38 to 29 here at the long break as the Capitals in a hole, a nine-point hole at the moment. And really, they just became extremely ill-disciplined and disjointed in the second half of that quarter. Well, they did, and and I guess the other thing that happened for them was when they were getting good looks at the basket, they just weren't converting them. I I know, you know, the Caps' percentages played pretty, stayed, sorry, pretty stable, but I would reckon Abby Bishop is probably sitting on about 15 or 20% shooting, you know, and it's not like it's from the perimeter. It's not like they're under pressure. She's just not able to convert them, and those putbacks are important. That hurts teams, you know. If you can go inside, feed it inside, and they just go to work, then that hurts teams. Well, we'll take a break here on Sport Radio. Our first game of the year. It's been an interesting one so far. What will the second half have to bring? We'll find out shortly on Sport Radio and the Capitals Radio Network. At halftime here, we're joined by the Executive Officer at Basketball Australia. I can never remember your title. It hasn't changed it often. I just can't remember it. Lorraine Landon. But uh, welcome back to Sport Radio and the Capitals Radio Network. It is fantastic to have you down here for the, well, the opening Australian game in the Australian Defence Forces 
WNBL. Of course, the season kicked off in Christchurch this evening. A, a big moment for the league. It did, Craig. I mean, uh, we're very excited. Uh, a couple of firsts for tonight. Two new teams in the uh, Australian Defence Force uh, WNBL in Christchurch and, uh, and Bendigo. Bendigo play their uh, opening game tomorrow night against Sandinong. But tonight in Christchurch, Townsville were uh, successful in uh, easily beating Christchurch. And, uh, and I'm sure that uh, the, the, the Townsville Fire were very happy about that. Um, another first tonight is uh, we're going live, stats, and uh, that's been exciting for us. Um, we've uh, been working on that with uh, Sporting Pulse, one of uh, Basketball Australia's newest sponsors, and, uh, and also a sponsor of FIBA. So uh, the FIBA Live Stats, is, uh, as, a, as a country, we're the first to go live with, uh, with the stats in a league. So we're, we're very happy about that. Yeah, we look at the moment. Uh, Jess Bibby, 10 points for the Capitals. Muscle White, 11. 8 for Rachel Herrick and uh, Alicia Poto with 7. A, uh, a great start for Sydney tonight. A team that's very close to your heart, having such a long involvement with it, of course. The league is uh, so much in the forefront of your mind and in improving it. We know that we're going to see one more team come in next year. It, it really has to be a, a great tribute to the work that your entire team's done to be able to see it expand now and to know that this expansion is going to be a very stable one for the five to ten year plan that you've unro unveiled. Well that's very true and uh, over the we, we haven't had a new team in uh, seven years uh, since Townsville came in. And uh, we're very happy to have Bendigo. Bendigo will be a really good team. Uh, also Christchurch. But coming in next season will be uh, Logan. And that'll be excellent. Getting back into that Brisbane market is, is so important for just being able to develop the game in all the areas around Australia. Not just for the league, but for basketball. It is. And uh, the, the WNBL has had a strategic plan to have uh, really our first expansion team was going to come out of that area. And uh, we've been working with Queensland, Queensland Basketball, the government. And uh, we're very happy that Logan, led by Mark Dalton, you know, a boomer, sister, a brother of uh, Karen Dalton here tonight. So it's, uh, it's been exciting that uh, he's been able to garner the support in the Logan area. It's a fast-growing uh, demographic area for southern Queensland. So um, I think that they will... Uh, they will have, uh, they will bring to, to the table a very exciting team next year. But you know, tonight's about 0708, and uh, and and just to be here tonight, it's a great atmosphere. The uh, both teams are playing very well. You know, we've got probably Sydney a little bit in front at the moment, but uh, I uh, I never underestimate Carrie Graff and what she's likely to come out with in the third quarter. It is going to be an interesting second half, Lorraine. Always a pleasure to have you up here to join us on the Capitals Radio Network and we look forward to seeing how the 2007-2008 Australian Defence Force WNBL, it's a mouthful, but uh, we look forward to seeing how it all rolls out throughout Thank this year. Thank you very much. As we get set for the second half now, it is, well, Sydney getting the first points on the board. It is Poto now turning it around. In fact, Canberra, sorry, getting the Canberra. first points. Had the first possession from the break. Veal puts up the shot. Porter inside, just wrestling. A two-on-one. Gives it to Musselwhite, then goes back over to Poto. Veal then back across to Porter. Porter now driving inside the key. 
looks to go. Shot blocked by Beattie again. Herrick is in there. Shot blocked by Beattie. Two block shots in the matter of seconds there, as it is. Bevel Aqua, who brings the ball back down the floor. That'll be her seventh block for the game. She had five at the half and two in a row there. That's a pretty impressive stat. Yes, they need to do a bit more rebounding, though, Michelle, by your stats there. But Bibby from downtown. She was a good two steps back from the arc when she nailed that one. And we're back to a 38-34 game. Sydney Uni leading by four. That's right. Cats will be happy with this start. Five points on the board to start the game, so they'll be pretty pleased. With that. Eyes uh, working around the arc. 38-34. Porter goes to the elbow. Gets a veal. This time Bishop grabbed a piece of veal's arm that time. And that will be a foul. It's her third, I think, on Bishop. It is the third for Bishop. First team foul of the quarter. So... You know, some of the halftime stats that are interesting is the Sydney Flames are out-rebounding the Capitals 32-19. to 19, And particularly concerning is the fact that they've got 13 offensive boards in the first half. You just can't allow teams to do that to you. Veal's three-point shot doesn't go. Bibby fakes at the other end, then drives into the key, dumps off to Bishop. Bishop puts up the shot. It was short off the hand. And, oh, Herrick played at the ball. And that was just... Uh, well, you'd say cumbersome by Rachel Herrick <laughs> there. She had no real reason to play at that ball, but she did. And it will be the Caps ball back in the offensive quarter as Bishop sits down and Hayes comes back in. Lob over the top, goes inside to Beattie, who gets it out to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua goes left side over to Abrams. Shot doesn't fall. Herrick locks it up on the rebound. The rebounding stats were just such a mismatch. As Veal, as Porter now goes to Musselwhite. Musselwhite driving baseline. Oh, nice strong drive. Yeah, but didn't land. She another does well enough. Another offensive board. Another offensive board for the Sydney Flames. It has been a terrible defensive effort by the Caps, particularly off the glass. Veal now, bounce past the Poto on the left side. Goes back to Veal, who's broken to the right. On the right lane, Porter gets herself into space in the key. Hayes does the rebounding. Veal crashing into Bevelacqua. And Bevelacqua takes her time getting off the ground. There's a saying in the Capitals that the game hasn't started until Bevelacqua picks herself the floor, off, off the floor. And the game's about to start. <laughs> we have seen it. The game is starting now as Tracy Beattie and Krista Hayes picks up the 44 of the Canberra Transact Capitals. An interesting stat is, you know, Natalie Porter on that play, that was the 11th shot she's missed. She's 0 from 11 from the field. Not something you expect from Natalie Porter. No. As now, Bevelacqua gives the ball to Abrams, who works through the traffic. Bevelacqua just found herself all alone under the basket there, and she converts. It's back to a two-point ball game, 38-36. Musselwhite, cross-court, to Porter. Porter now drives into the paint. Oh, rejected from behind by Hayes that time. Bevelacqua takes on Musselwhite, and Bevelacqua has well drawn out the uh, blocking foul on Musselwhite. Bevelacqua just showing that she has got an offensive skill. <laughs> Karen Dalton's going, what the heck? She was set. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a line ball call for mine. I could have seen it going either yeah, way. Yeah, and hey, Bevelacqua has hit the floor twice now, so the game must really be starting. It Caps is. will be really happy with the start to the quarter. Yeah, but they let it slip last time. Seven yeah. minutes left, and Bevelacqua inside to Hayes. Hayes, shot didn't drop. The foul is going to go on the 14 of quarter. That is Nat Porter's third personal foul. That is her third personal, and that would be a worry for Karen Dalton, even though she's not uh, scoring.
scoring for them. She does a lot of other valuable work and, and particularly rebounding. So uh, that'll be a bit of a worry for them. As in fact, that's her fourth according to the scoreboard. All right. So it'll be an interesting time for Karen Dalton because Porter has been cutting them up. Inside the haze, outside the bivy. Shot doesn't drop for the three-point attempt. And Herrick and Poto work it out with Veal down the right wing. Veal now setting up to the right-hand side. Porter back to Veal. Veal looking around, working around the right-hand side of the arc. Then drives down through the centre. Oh, just a nonchalant shot over the shoulder, pass over the shoulder. Another offensive board. Musselwhite is just cutting them up off the glass. Veal does the offensive rebound and this time it's her shot wouldn't put back in. 38-36 and Sydney deserved to be further ahead with their offensive work. But this time the ball inside, looking for Veal, goes to Abrams and Abrams will carry it back over the half now. Beatty, Bibby, Bevilacqua, Hayes and Abrams. Abrams to Bevilacqua. Inside to Hayes on the left lane. Outside to the top of the key. Cutting from Beatty was Bibby. Hayes does a good job intercepting a pass and that's an important turnover. They want to level I, up here. I think there's a problem here. That shouldn't have been a reset on the clock. That's okay. my understanding because the block and it, so it didn't actually release from the hand. So I don't think there should have been a reset on the, on the clock there which is what the uh, stoppage of the game is. And, uh, well, Kerry Graff's just saying to the ref, there was five seconds left on that play. She nodded her head. Karen Galton, well, she's <laughs> less impressed. <laughs> but it will be Abrams with the ball in from the side. Abrams over the top to Beatty. Hands off to Abrams who drives in and now gets the uh, shot. Just a lap from Sydney there in that situation. Five seconds to defend and they just... Completely fell apart defensively. Porter now. Oh, Bevel looked to strip it twice as the pass went to a very well-marked uh, Kristen Veal. Lobbed over the top at the low post left side. It's Porter backing into the key now. Hayes watching her. Oh, Beatty tried to come over the top as well. The shot was rejected again. Hayes does the rebounding quickly through the hands of Bevel Goes oh. to Bibby. Bibby's shot is short. Bibby's got a range outside, but no one from the Capitals <laughs> is playing an inside game. No, they certainly, well, they're not converting them. That's the problem they've got. We've had, you know, Bishop's been doing a solid job inside. Nice pass, nice play from the Capitals. Just it went Hayes inside, outside, and then immediately Beatty rolled off the screen, cut to the basket. She got yeah. fouled in the act of shooting, but to be honest with you, she never looked like making a shot. No, she didn't. That's just your basic screen and role play. Very effective and uh, well executed. Just got to convert it now. <laughs> yes, and well, she'll make up for the fact that she didn't get the basket by going to the line. 38 points apiece. It's all tied up as John Keogh is down on the sidelines again. I think he's going to try and talk to a former Canberra Transact Capital captain in uh, the form of Eleanor Sharp. He heads up there to Eleanor now, so we'll just stand by as uh, John Keogh is almost ready to go. He's uh, just setting up to have a chat with Sharpie as, well, Karen Dalton. And we'll go down to uh, John Keogh. Thanks, Craig. Eleanor Sharp's down here. Enjoying the game from the sidelines, Eleanor? Yes, I'm very much enjoying the game. Uh, the girls had a bit of a slow start, but it looks like they're hitting the strap. Kel Abrams particularly uh, creating things for them. So is Jess Bibby. And, um, and the atmosphere down here is fantastic. It's just 
so good to see all the people here in support of the girls tonight. Yeah, I noticed one of the spectators at halftime suggested you should be out there. Do you ever get your feet to get out of there on the court? Um, oh, at the moment, yes. When Michelle Muscle, I was hitting some of those shots, so I really, really, said, I really felt like getting out there. But no, it's, um, it's just great to be part of it, you know, just being here in the crowd and, and still part of the atmosphere. That's what it's all about. And Krista Hayes, how have you made of her first game? Yeah, again, had a bit of a nervous start, I think, but just in the last couple of play phases, she's really taken some aggressive boards, um, and I think that's how she's going to really um, contribute to this team, tough defensive and offensive boards and, and really find her feet in the paint. Sharpie, enjoy the game. <laughs> Thanks very much to John Cleo down there on the sideline for Capitals Radio here on sportradio.com.au. And, well, the lead extends by one, it doesn't extend by two because Beattie can't convert the second. And the Sydney Flames haven't scored at all since half-time. You know, it's been a 10-zip run in the Capitals' favour. So that would be great concern for Karen Dalton. Poto has the ball almost stripped from behind by Bevel Aqua. Goes back to Porter. Now Poto from downtown nails the three. If you want to open your scoring, that's a big confidence booster. That's not a bad way to do it. So, uh, you know, that will be good for the Flames to get on the board. The Capitals need to make sure they maintain the momentum that they've had in this to the start of this quarter. They retake the lead with that shot too. 41-39 as Biddy has it on the right-hand side. Biddy on the arc. Goes back to Biddy. Inside to Hayes who is by herself for the moment. Hayes just had the ball knocked away. Gives it to Biddy who drives in. Outside for Abrams. Abrams, oh, the shot didn't look good out of her hand. Then she really reefed over it. And it didn't land. So... Sydney Uni Flames have the ball back. Porter back to Poto, back to Domkins. On the left-hand side, Hurst looking to come into the game now. Herrick, right-hand side to Musselwhite. Musselwhite gets a screen from Herrick, breaks the three. Oh, off the back of the iron that time, Abrams cleans up for the Capitals. Quick push down, Bibby. Bibby goes to Beattie, who is running hard. Herrick, well... Again, Beattie didn't look like she was going to make the shot. She put it up into the backboard to be uh, exact. And Herrick just fouled her quickly. That's Herrick's second personal. Yeah, look, Tracy Beattie did a great job of running the, bo- uh, the floor for such a big girl. And I think you know, Herrick was trying to chase it down hard. And just the momentum, she wasn't able to pull herself up on that one. And it's been free throws, too, that have been helpful for the Capitals, who gets to level the scores back as Tracy Beattie steps up to the line once again. Beattie, well, her free throw shooting has certainly improved since she joined the Capitals. As there looks to be a timeout light on. 41 to 40. Three minutes and 45 seconds left to go in the quarter. Now, I'm not sure if there's there's been some sort of timing issue. I don't know if the the clock didn't stop then, but I certainly think it was stopped. As the bench are a little out of practice too. They've got to get their, their Every, game together. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone getting back into the swing of things here. Beatty now with the second of the free throws to tie the game up once again. That just never looked like missing. And Tracy Beatty has, well, moved along quite nicely to nine points for the game. 41 points apiece. Three minutes and 36 seconds left. Lorenzini now brings it around the arc and the foul called... On Jansen. On, yeah, Jansen just getting called for an offensive foul. That's yeah. right, yeah. An illegal block. She was moving when she tried to block, uh, set the screen on Natalie Hurst, and that's what they've blown. So the Caps get the uh, opportunity now to retake the lead. 
down the right wing. Hurst goes to Abrams. Hurst had cut into the paint. She's going to be lucky if she doesn't get caught for a three-second violation there. But Abrams, she gets the layup in the paint. Good drive that time. Great drive. She just read her defense beautifully and, uh, you know, saw that she cheated high early and drove hard baseline. Jason Lorenzini then goes back to Poto. Lorenzini on the 45. Looking around, has to take on Hurst herself. Drives along the baseline and that's a great reverse layup. Nice reverse layup from Lorenzini. All tied up, 43 points apiece as Bibby sets up on the 45 right side. Goes to Beatty outside the key. She's all by herself there. She just needs to start hitting those shots as uh, Bibby gets the ball, drives baseline, but pulls up on the jump shot short. And Lorenzini now. Lorenzini with an interesting arm uh, warmer. Is it an arm brace? Yeah. Certainly some extra advertising for uh, uh, the Skins organisation <laughs> to manufacture it, that's for sure. As the foul has been called. And Abrams now sits down for Bevilacqua as it will be the fourth personal foul now. So that is why Abrams sitting down. Yeah, and, and so we've got Krista Hayes on four. We've got Abby Bishop sitting on three. Um, so they're sort of the bigs coming in behind Tracy Beattie. So uh, that's a little bit of a concern. But we've got Caitlin sitting on the bench as well. So she's had a few minutes. Maybe she'll get a bit more time. Well, the way they're fouling at this rate, you think she's going to get a lot of time. <laughs> it's 14 might. points to five in this quarter as the restart gets, uh, in, well, doesn't get off to a clean one. Bevilacqua getting in there, making a steal. So, Lorenzini now goes to Poto. Poto looking around, puts the ball on the floor, gets a good screen from Porter, then goes to Lorenzini. Lorenzini to Jandon. Jansen loses the ball. Hurst reached in there, tapped it away to Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua into the paint. Oh, the layup just was way short as she got knocked to the ground as she yeah. tried to make the move. Bit of contact there. Domkins, Porter, and then eventually Poto. Lorenzini now. It's been an impressive uh, few minutes for Lorenzini that time as Porter goes back to Lorenz, uh, goes back to Jansen. Jansen to Lorenzini. Dumpkins loses the ball to Bevilacqua. Off at a fast break. Bibby measures it up and the layup is converted. Good hands from Tully Bevilacqua. Karen Dalton's up. She trips over a bottle of beverage there as she's getting up to tell Rachel Herrick to come back into the game. She's not happy with the performance of her team in that third term. I imagine Jansen will be coming and sitting on the bench. Yes, as Bevilacqua hits the floor again, Domkins does the rebounding off the offensive glass. She can't put it back up. Beattie just muscles her out of the way and gets the defensive rebound that time. Hands it off to Bevilacqua who brings it back down the floor. As Bevilacqua comes to the right wing, lobs over the top to Beattie. Beattie now, back to Bevilacqua, goes across to Bishop. Bishop then to Hurst. Hurst gives it. No, doesn't give it. Then dribbles along to the free throw line and a charge eventually called on... Lorenzini being called on the push for that one. Those two, I think, will know each other's games reasonably well because I think Lorenzini played in Adelaide when Natalie Hurst went to Adelaide in the off in the ABA yep. season, season before last. So Lorenzini now just getting some instructions as, the, well, the coach, Michelle Wall, picked the change. Jansen coming off and Herrick coming back on. Yeah, look, Jensen just doesn't look particularly comfortable out there. So, And Herrick's been doing a, a reasonable job for them. Yep. 
Hurst makes the first, 46, plays 43, she misses the second. Herrick does the rebounding. Poto looks over the top. Poto working around the baseline. Then eventually bringing the ball back over the front half. Poto bounce pass to Herrick. Herrick was looking for Domkins cutting. Hoped for Poto to come back out. She eventually did. Long ball over to Porter who has time to set for the three and makes the shot. I think that's her first score for the game. His uh, Bronx cheer went up. As Hurst down the other end makes a nice little 12-foot jump. Poto now bringing the ball back. 48 to 46 inside the last 10 seconds of the third term. It's a big few moments for the Sydney Uni Flames who want to stay in this game. They've been outplayed at the Moto Poto. Gets a good screen from Porter and makes the three to retake the lead on the buzzer. 49-48. Sydney keep themselves alive with a lead at the final change. They do, and Poto's made some big shots like that for the Sydney Flames, and it's been off the same sort of play each time. You know, the Capitals are just playing behind that screen. You really have to show yourself high on that sort of screen action because Poto can just, you know, light it up from out there. So I'm sure that they'll be talking about that in the next time out. And, I think well, overall, though, the Caps would be happy with the quarter. You know, they came back from being nine down at the at, at half time. Yeah, it was a big turnaround. 19 points to 11 in the end, but it was almost seven minutes into that quarter that Sydney finally got a score. That's right, that's right. And you don't expect that from a team that has, um, you know, the calibre of players of a Poto, a Porter, a Veal, a Musselwhite. All those girls can certainly light it up. Domkins even, you know, she can come on and light it up. So um, that's very interesting that they took that long to get a score on the board. It is indeed. As John Keogh is down there having listened to Coach Kerry Graff and finding out what her thoughts are coming in to the last break. Well, Lorraine Landon, there's no doubt she knows basketball extremely well, and, and she was saying that, uh, well, she always thought Graffy would have something up her sleeve for that third term, and it's proved to be right on the money once again. And, uh, well, it interesting has. to see the uh, little smart, the uh, Canberra Transact Capital's Capital Star Smart Car is out there and throwing mini basketballs into the crowd. Of course, uh, that's the uh, that little smart car that um, that uh, is being driven around the floor of the AOS Arena is uh, the car that Kerry Graff drives around in every day. That's right. That's so exactly they're right. certainly getting their mileage out of uh, that car here for the Canberra Transact Capitals. And uh, it's doing a great job as well. Looking at the stats... It is Michelle Hocking. Yeah, look, the uh, Sydney Flames are still hurting the, the Capitals on the offensive boards. You know, Natalie Porter still sitting one from 17. So it was the first field shot, that three-pointer that she knows, the first uh, field goal that she's made for the game. Tracy Beattie's got, you know, six blocks, which is good, and she's been quite a presence defensively in the game for the Caps. John Key on the sideline. Coach Gary Draft, very pumped up there, Craig and Michelle on the defensive side. She doesn't want to allow Natalie Porter to shoot that jump shot that she's been shooting. Also very conscious of Alicia Poto on the three-point arc. At the offensive end, the message is to get the ball inside and then look to distribute back out to the three-point shooters. Thanks very much, John Keogh, reporting from the sideline there for us. Poto, Lorenzini 
and Porter working it around themselves. Porter inside out to Lorenzini, inside to Porter again. Gives space as she gets double teamed to Herrick. Herrick's shot doesn't fall. Porter slapped it away, but eventually the Caps had numbers there. Bibby brings it down the floor. Hurst sets up for three, and it's all net. Bang! That is what the Capitals needed. Yeah, nice start. It's a nice line start. It's a good transition. The Capitals had numbers, and, you know, even if uh, Natty hadn't have knocked down that three, they had Bishop and Beattie ready to crash the board. So that's good to see. Porter gets the ball from Poto, gives it to Lorenzini. Muscle wide out there as well for Sydney. Over the top goes to Poto. Goal. Porter finding some room again outside the arc. This time, she dumps off to Musselwhite, and Musselwhite pulls the trigger. Bang! She hits it back, and Sydney lead by one point once again. 52 plays, 51 here, 8 minutes and 53 seconds. Now it's Bevelacqua's turn to go from outside the arc. It rattles out. Herrick does the clean-up. Yeah, good body position from Herrick to take that rebound. 52 plays, 51, 8 minutes and 40 seconds left to go. In the game, Musselwhite, again with the ball, top of the key. Drives in, then outlets over to Lorenzini. On the right-hand side, Musselwhite gets it back. Tries to back into the paint. Not able to do so, but Poto gets the ball in the paint. Turnaround jump shot doesn't fall. It'll be interesting to see. The 44 of Bevelacqua will get the foul. That will only be her third personal foul. It's interesting. Bevelacqua called for that sub. I don't know whether she's... she's I think she was off... Um, had the flu this week, so I don't know whether she's struggling a little bit fitness-wise there, whether she's still feeling it, but I know that she did have the flu this week. Well, she gets immediately wrapped up in a towel by Caitlin Cunningham as Poto makes the first and extends the lead to 2.53-2.51 here. First game of the season for the Capitals is the grand final rematch between the Canberra Transact Capitals and the Sydney Uni Flames on sportradio.com.au. This is the Capitals Radio Network. Hurst over the top from Bibby to Beattie going outside again to Abrams. Abrams looking for Bishop on the left lane but Musselwhite reaching in, stealing it. Lorenzini on the ground gets it up to Poto and another important turnover. Musselwhite really leading this club. She is, isn't she? She's doing a great job defensively and she's dangerous offensively. Porter backs away to the right, then to the left, gets herself to the baseline, nowhere to go. Lorenzini for three, all net. She knocks it down. That's, you know, that takes the uh, Sydney Flames out to a seven-point lead, I, I think it'll be. It's a danger sign for the Cats. What a reversal, you know. The last quarter we had the Cats come out and start um, the quarter well, and now this quarter the Sydney Flames have come out and done exactly back to them. Has been a good job by the Sydney Uni Flames who are taking it up to the Capitals as we have a 57-51 ball game here at the timeout. And I guess Carrie Graff would like to have held that timeout a bit longer because the game's been so close. Uh, you want to hang on to one at least if we have to go to extra time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. This is very close and... We really need to ensure that um, the Capitals, sorry, need to ensure that they don't let Sydney get out any further. You know, six points is doable, but uh, it's created some problems. Yeah, Poto's been good. You know, she's knocked down some big shots. She's leading scorers for 15 for him, and Bibby's on 15 as well. Muscle White with 14, and Rachel Herrick chipping in with eight. So, you know, interesting one for me is Porter. She's not factoring in on the scoreboard, but she's certainly being a presence out there for the Flames. 
John Keogh down there on the sideline. Karen Dalton, the coach of the Sydney Uni Flames, expect them to come out and push the floor very hard. Doesn't want any of their players to hold the ball for longer than two seconds. Really looking to use their transition game. Teams going back out onto the floor now. Lorenzini, Musselwhite, Podo, Porter and Mel Smith. Then it goes Abrams, who's got the ball in hand now. Bibby, uh, Beattie, Bishop. Oh, Bishop double teamed that time. But Mel Smith has been called for the foul. And Mel Smith will send... Well, that'll be, what, her second personal foul and the first team foul of the quarter. So the Capitals will get the ball from the baseline. Lob pass over. Beattie is double teamed. Has to go back to Hurst outside the arc. Hurst takes on Lorenzini, drives into the key. The no, shot bounces roll. up on the arc, but she gets her own rebound, goes back inside the paint, outside to Abrams. Bishop thought about the three. In the end, there is a call. It's going to be on Lorenzini, a holding foul on Beatty. Yeah, she just literally grabbed her as she ran through the, the key there. She had no choice. I mean, she wasn't going to be able to stop him in the paint, so... As... Uh, well, it is a interesting, uh, just a few passages where the, where the Capitals have just been able to send some control over the game. Inbound to Beattie, Abrams inside to Bibby, tapped away on the rebound, Hurst gets it, then goes back to Abrams, to Bibby for three, she pulls the ripcord and bang, another three and the Caps get back to a three-point ball game, 57 to 54, what, seven minutes left. What really hurts Sydney there is that they've had to play three defensive sets because they gave them offensive boards and fouled, and, you know, that makes it hard. Mel Smith, little hook shot over the top of Beattie, doesn't fall. The Caps make a defensive stop, an important one. Hurst comes to the elbow, drives into the paint over Porter, tried to put up a jump shot. You could see the... Uh, just bit the influence on Natalie Porter there because she uh, went in rather than going for a layup, she turned, squared herself to the basket, and then put up a right handed jump. That's right. <laughs> that is very much a just bitty trait. Nice little interaction there between Poto and Bishop. Oh, Beattie that time leaves the shot well short, and that will see a turnover. Three point ball game, six minutes 30 left to go in the match. It's the grand final rematch, the first game of the Capitals and Sydney Uni Flames season. Poto fakes the pass, goes inside to Smith, who gets some room and banks it in. Yeah, she did. She did well. She was in there a long time, but she did well. Veal's back in the game. Veal sat out for a lot of minutes in the last bit, so uh, she's back into the game. be interesting to see whether she can bring her game, bring herself into the game. Abrams say. now oh. goes to inside to Bishop. Bishop hits the ground and Sydney affects the turnover. Musselwhite hits Porter on the move. Porter gets into the paint and makes the shot. Another timeout being called by Kerry Graff. And that's an interesting timeout there, Michelle. Her second of the term. Yeah, so, you know, they're seven points down. They just haven't been able to break into this Sydney lead. Every time it looks like they're going to make some inroads into Sydney come back with a good score so they're doing a good job and they're actually they're playing reasonably disciplined now earlier in the game they didn't seem to have much discipline um, with what they were doing offensively but it's starting to gel together the other thing is I think their defensive intensity picked up you know they're getting good better position on our on the posts and, and getting hands on the ball and just uh, you know coming up with some of the scraps 61-54 here Sydney Uni leading the scoring 12 points to 6 in this quarter 
So it's been a big turnaround after they looked like they were on the ropes. We'll try and go down to John Keogh down there on the floor. Thanks very much, Craig. We've got Sash here, who's actually Abby Bishop's boyfriend. What have you made of the game tonight, mate? Mate, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Um, the girls play pretty well so far. They're down at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're down by a few, mate. Yeah, but no, we're just trying to add a bit of excitement to this game, mate. No, it's a good game, though, good game. Grand final rematch, mate, you can't ask for much more. And you've, seen, you've got a few mates along here tonight. I noticed uh, last time Abby scored, you all ripped your shirts off. On one side of your body, you've got the B-I-S-H-O-P, and then on the other side, the rules. So you've got some support here tonight. Yeah, mate, yeah, we've got plenty of support. Gee, some of the boys up from footy, and yeah, coming in here. Yeah, it's a good night, mate, good night. And uh, have you been missing Abby when she's been overseas? Oh, mate, I have been missing her. She's been away a fair bit lately, but um, no, she's back now, the big girl, and yeah, she's ready to go. Sash, enjoy the night, mate. Thanks, mate, you too. As uh, Abrams brings the ball back down the court, she drives baseline, but Veal is going to come up with a rebound as she really tried to push it inside there. Another turnover for the Capitals. They're starting to get sloppy with possession. That's going to create some problems for them. Five minutes and 26 seconds left to go. Oh, Poto finds herself free going to the basket, but a pass that looked to go to Musselwhite is not good enough. Bibby was off to the races there, but eventually Musselwhite reaches in and just taps the ball away. Yeah, that's right. Musselwhite knew that she needed to slow Bibby down. Fouling's a good option on that on that play because you really don't want her to score a runaway layup. 61-254. Inbound ball goes to Beatty. Beatty hasn't looked to make the shot from an inbound ball from the baseline. This time backs herself nice into step. the paint, gets in and moves nicely there. She really created that move. Certainly did. That's something about Tracy's game has come along in the last since she's been here. Is a, a poise with the ball in the paint. Interesting to see no fast break points tonight, but the second chance points six to Sydney five. Oh, Bill with the three. Yeah, Bill, she is so dangerous outside the arc. As Bevel Aqua now goes to Hayes, is back into the game. Bibby just sets up, drives baseline, gets past Bill, goes outside to give it to Bevel Aqua. Bevel Aqua inside to Hayes, but the pass went the wrong way for Hayes. And Bill will come up with it. Bill taking on Abrams, and Abrams has been called for the defensive screen or the, the uh, defensive block. Yeah, that's Kelly's been blown off that one. We've got another timeout called. I think is it a Karen Dalton? Karen Dalton's called one here. She has yeah. called it, yeah. And well, Musselwhite, Poto, Smith, Beal, and Porter are going to go back out onto the floor after this timeout. Bevelacqua, Bibby, Hayes. Beatty and Abrams for the Capitals. And uh, once again, we, we just haven't quite seen Coach Graff have confidence in that bench in the clinch. No, no, she hasn't. And, but, you know, uh, the Capitals are starting to make some, uh, some mistakes. They're being sloppy with the ball. They're trying to find the bigs inside, but they're not getting the right angles to be able to execute it. And, and some of it's about yeah, some soft post-up as well. Go to them and when not to... It certainly makes some better decisions about when to go to them and when not to. They certainly want to be looking to exploit it, but they need to be smarter with it. It is a pressure cooker here in the AIS arena. Not sure what the attendance is at the moment. It hasn't come up on the box scores, but you would have to say that the place, which can hold 5,000 people, must be close to two and a half. I think so. It's a good crowd, and it's... You know, the, a lot of the um, participants from the under-14 Australian Women's Championships are here. 24 teams in town have been competing all week. So uh, most of them have come out tonight to watch the WNBL game, which is good to see. 
It is indeed. We'll see these kids that are sitting here watching, you know, playing in this league in seven or eight years. Bill inbounds it to Poto, who's with Porter. Mel Smith's gone back out on the floor with Musselwhite. Musselwhite cutting baseline. Opens up a lane for Porter to drive through. She's starting to come into the game. She didn't have a good start shooting-wise, a conversion race, but she's certainly starting to make her presence felt. Ten-point ball game here as the Capitals drive down the left lane from Bevelacqua. Bibby into the paint. Jump shot is good. A classic, isn't it? Jessie, Jessica Bibby, she just takes the ball left and pulls up a nice short jump. Poto gets trapped at the half, has to go long, finds Porter again, Porter who looks again. to drive down. Beattie this time called on the foul. That will be the third team foul of the Capitals for the quarter, and that is Tracy Beattie out of the game. Okay, Tracy's out of the game. That's a big loss for the Capitals. And Tracy Beattie hasn't sat down yet. I've, did they actually call They that? put the five up. So maybe it's on Krista uh, Hayes. Krista, I, was, I was thinking that I didn't think Tracy got one, so Krista's out. And that, you know, it looks like uh, Graffy's going to go small. She's talking to Natalie Hurster. She's going to sit Bishop, who's sitting there with her third, on her third personal, fourth personal foul. It's gone a bit haywire up there on the yeah, fouls. Yeah, the board. The, the board isn't quite right there. If we go to the box score here, I should uh, be able to bring that up for you and get you some better yeah. stats. So that creates some problems with match-up-wise for the Capitals. They've gone small, so, you know, who are they going to put on Porter? Who are they going to put on Musselwhite? And they've got uh, Mel Smith out there as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. We all know Kelly Abrams can play on a big. Um, so she might get the job of either Musselwhite or Porter, I'd say. Yes, as it will be Natalie Hurst who gets the ball off to Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua now goes to Abrams. Abrams fakes left, then drives down the baseline. Nice dumps it up to Beattie, but Beattie can't convert in the paint. Just left it long, hit the back of the iron, and then came out. Yeah. So, Porter now tries to reverse the layup. Is that goaltending? She had a hand through the net that time. <laughs> I don't know whether she got a piece of Porter then, or it certainly um, wasn't goaltending. But... No, that's her foul there. So. Uh, and that's her fourth personal. Fourth personal, so... Capitals have certainly got some foul problems. It's also the fourth team personal foul. Uh, sorry, the fourth team foul. So, you know, again, they're in a situation of three and a half minutes to go, basically, where uh, they can... Sydney will be able to go to the line in dead time and convert shots. Canberra just absolutely uh, getting the ball inside. But when you look at their score, shot chart is just an absolute mess inside and they have just missed opportunity after opportunity. It is another two points. It's blowing out now with three minutes and 31 seconds. 69 plays, 58. 11-point lead to Sydney Uni Flames as Abrams really leans on Smith. Gets a good screen from Beattie. They tried to get it back to her, though, and Porter just was too easy picking. Abrams should have gone the shot then. She had the open look. That's right, and I think that, uh, you know, it shows that it's the first game back to some of these girls, some of the decisions they're making that probably a little uncharacteristic. Poto now, inside to Porter in the paint. She's got a mismatch there with Abrams on her, and she makes it pay. 71 to 58, a blowout is on the cards if the Capitals don't really start to lift. Bevelacqua gets Musselwhite to the floor, puts up the shot, it rattles off the arc. Bibby's there to do the rebounding, kicks it to Hurst. Hurst over the top, Beattie was by herself, she gets mugged by Porter, and that will send her to the line. So Beattie will get a chance to add to the score. But at 2 minutes 47, you're going to lead a lot more trips. 
Oh, absolutely. And um, the Capitals are going to have to do something different here because they're 13, 13 down now. You know, Miss Speedy makes these two from the line. They're still 11 down. That's a big ask in two and a half minutes, particularly against a team like uh, the Sydney Uni Flames who, you know, have a lot of experience out of there on the floor. And you'd imagine that Graffy will probably be looking to um, extend the pressure perhaps. Um, and force some turnovers, but the calibre of the Sydney Flames um, guards in, a, in Alicia Podo and, and Kristen Veal and the experience of a Natalie Porter, you're not sure how much that's going to be able to disrupt them. Well, it is coming right down to the stretch now for the Canberra Transact Capitals, who trail 71 to 58. They have been convincingly beaten in this final quarter, 22 points to 10 with that three minutes left to run. Um, you know, Sydney, full credit to them, you know, in the third quarter they really did struggle and they've come out in this last quarter and, and really stepped it up and, and gone back to um, some of the basics and, and they've done a great job. So Veal, Smith, Poto, Musselwhite and Porter come back out for the Sydney Uni Flames. The Capitals will go with Bevelacqua, Bibby, Abrams, Beatty and Hurst. Now that is a real, that's a, a run and gun line up there and we've seen with the uh, stats that there's not been any there's not been any fast break points scored yet so they're taking a big chance to try and turn around the game in a, a discipline or a type of game that's not been seen out here there's been no run and gun there's been a lot of run and according miss according to the stats sheet yeah, anyway there's been, of, there's been a lot of run and miss <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. That's that. I, I would have thought that there should have been some transition points on that, that sheet. I, I would have thought so too, but I just remember how many times, particularly early in the game, the transition didn't score. It was just a miss shot, miss shot, run and gun, miss shot, run and gun, miss shot. As it's a 71-59 with two minutes and 39 seconds left to go. It's Sydney Uni with the... Well, the foot on the neck of the Canberra Transact Capitals. Inside to Porter. Turnaround jump shot is good. And they're going to have mismatches with Smith, Musselwhite and Porter all out on the floor. Abrams now on the drive makes the basket. But there's just going to be mismatches there because Smith, Porter and, uh, and Musselwhite are tall girls out there. You've only got... Beatty and Abrams with any height and Abrams isn't the tallest She's not exactly tall, is she? Feel now to Porter. Porter gets caught in the right-hand corner, goes outside the muscle, wide bang. That hurts. That That is the game for mine with a minute 58 seconds, 76 to 61 and Musselwhite has stepped up tonight and said this is going to be her year for sure. It is Hurst with a charge on Musselwhite. I, I don't know, but I, I'm thinking Musselwhite's getting close to best on ground for mine. Yeah, she's had a very good performance tonight. She's leading... Uh, Natalie Porter's overtaken her in leading scoring uh, position for Sydney, but she's certainly... You know, she's picked up some very um, good defensive plays and anticipated and put people under pressure, so she's had a great outing. And playing smart. She drove into the basket, then Beattie came over the top of her. She waited for the hit that wasn't there, so just outlet it, didn't try to push the shot. They've got the lead now. Sydney missed from Veal outside the arc. They have to go to Hurst. They have to hit threes. Hurst from the corner. Air ball, Porter. Now the Capitals looking to stop the clock. They've got to be careful who they use, though. It's Veal going across to Musselwhite. Cunningham's going to come in for the last minute. 
as a bounce pass Musselwhite to Smith on the left lane. Goes back out to Veal. They're running the clock down now. One minute and ten seconds left. Veal turns away, gets a good screen from Porter. Three-point shot, bounces on oh, the yeah. ring, and it's all dropping for Sydney tonight. That's right. I mean, the, realistically, the game's over. The Cats have a, won't be able to get this lead back. And, uh, you know, interesting to go small in that so early in that last part of the game. Yeah, I'm interested to see if Caitlin Cunningham hasn't been sent out there to dunk just to give the Caps fans something to leave the court with. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's Hurst we looking did. to go to Cunningham inside in the paint. It's Cunningham and, oh, rattles in and out. Hurst, great work indeed. Musselwhite slaps it out of Abram's hands that time and it's over the baseline. Caps get a second play. 48 seconds left. Abrams over the top, gives it to Beattie. Beattie puts it in. Beattie puts it in. It's a long bomb down the ground to Musselwhite. Cunningham got back there in time, but Musselwhite still puts up the shot, bounces off the ring and through. It has been a great night tonight for Michelle Musselwhite. 81 points. Down the other end, the Caps put up a three-point play. Doesn't fall. Cunningham gets mugged on the rebound. Three on one, and Cunningham will go to the line as that will birth them into the bonus. Absolutely. And, you know, the Capitals will... Um go away from this game and I think there's a couple of things that they really need to focus on and the first is they just gave up too many offensive boards throughout the game second thing is that they were just undisciplined with the ball and just you know when there was a little bit of pressure applied they turned up turned the ball over again the scoring bench just speaking to the referees as 28.5 Hurst is still going to shoot two There's been, uh, well, some confusion. I think what they're saying is that that's actually the fifth team foul, so... And that's why she's going to the line to shoot two. Yeah. Cunningham mucked up the first shot on the whistle, so she gets a reprieve here. <laughs> as Cunningham, shot is good on the, uh, on the second attempt. Don't 82 plays, 64, as Cunningham has a second. Oh, rattles around, but banks it in off the front of the iron. Veal carries it back down. 26 seconds left. So there's two more plays. Musselwhite gets it on the front half. Cunningham watching her. Cunningham goes to strip on Musselwhite, but Poto is back there to collect it. Cunningham still watching Poto. That's a mismatch there in speed. But Poto will eventually gets a good screen. Kicks it inside. Put... Play. No, Porter will pick it up off the ground. Smith, I thought, was going to get it. Hurst comes up with it. One second left. Hurst has to throw it up in time from downtown. Bibby puts it up in the air, but it was after the siren. And Sydney Uniflames start their season with a win. 82 to 65 as it was a, well, an impressive start by the uh, Sydney Uniflames who looked out of sorts in patches throughout the game. John Keogh is going to go down and speak to Karen Dalton for Sport Radio on the Capitals Radio Network. He'll also speak to a number of the Capitals as well. But Karen Dalton would be absolutely wrapped with that performance. I should be really happy with that performance. Um, you know, given that they didn't have Eva in the group, Eva Afiaki to come back into the group for them. But what was impressive about them was Musselwhite had a great outing. Porter had a quiet two and a half. Uh, three quarters and really came alive in that last quarter and, and Poto hit some big shots when she needed them to and even Veal from time to time you know when they really needed to make a basket she'd knock it down so 
um, you know, that's a good start for Sydney um, to see what they can come up with. Yeah, First game of the season. John Keogh is down on the sideline. He'll be speaking to the victorious coach, Ian Karen Dalton, in just a few moments. And uh, we look forward to hearing what she has to say as, well... It was it was a great performance by the capital uh, by the uh, Sydney Uni Flames, 82 to 65. It's not a championship though, and you know it's it's just the first game of the season. Well, that's right, it is, and I think you know the thing that the Capitals need to take out of that out of this game is that they have had a very disrupted pre-season um, to start. You know, they've had I think uh, Tully's been back in town a week and a half, two weeks. Um, so you know, there's lots of room for improvement. It is. John Keogh just down on the sideline as Karen Dalton speaks to uh, a few friends in the crowd that have come over to give her some well wishes as it is an 82-65. Muscle White with 20 points. Leads, well, equal leading scorer on the floor with Jessica Bibby also with 20, but Muscle White with 20. It's Porter with 18. 15 for Alicia Poto. We'll go to the box scores here online thanks to our uh, WNBL stats. And we start with Sydney Uni. Oh, no, we go down to John Keogh and Karen Dalton. Karen Dalton, a nice way to start the season. Yeah, no, I'm really happy with that win. Um, you know, as I said, I think um, the preparation we had wasn't fantastic with a lot of players missing, but, you know, I thought they, you know, really stuck to the task at hand and Canberra came back. I can't read it off there. They did a really good job. Now, it was a bit scrappy early, which I guess is expected in the first game of the season, but the girls started to find their groove midway through the match and, and finished it off quite well. Yeah, it was a very ugly first half, I thought. And, um, you know, I think, I mean, it's, it's, I thought they were a little nervous, I think, in the first half and defensively didn't do what we've been, you know, we've done a fair bit of work in our defence. But I thought it was, you know, as I said, I think they stuck to the, to the game plan and I thought they did a really good job in the second half. Rachel Herrick certainly stepped up to the plate, uh, particularly early on, scoring six early points, filling that centre post. Yeah, no, she's, done, she's worked really hard in the off-season and she had a world championship with the Sapphires and, you know... Um, I think, as I said, I thought the kids would step up. Mel Smith did a great job in the last quarter. Erin Lorenzini came on and gave some great minutes. I think the, you know, the, the young girl, younger girls, as I was hoping, would step up and take up the challenge. And your shooters, Poto and uh, also Muscle White, they did some damage from behind the arc tonight as well. Yeah, well, Alicia has, um, you know, um, trying to score a few more points, particularly, you know, last year she tends not to shoot and be more of a defensive player, but we do need her to take some shots, and I thought she did a really good job of that. Muscle White's had a great off-season and, you know, I predict she'll have a pretty good seat year this year. And backing up to tomorrow night against the AIS, they're probably only going to be stronger this year than they were last. I think the AIS are really tough this year. Uh, you know, I think um, it's a third year in the program and any time it is a third year, they're always, they're always tough. And we struggled with them even last year. So, uh, yeah, no, we've got, to, we've got to back up and get ready to play tomorrow now. Karen, thanks for your time and look forward to catching up with you through the season. Thanks very much. John Keogh down there on the sideline with a very happy Karen Dalton. Michelle, you've had a chance to look at the box scores for the Sydney Uni. And uh, what are your thoughts? Well, look, clearly Muscle White and Porter led the uh, Sydney Uni Flames. Their experience um, shone through. Muscle White ended up with 20 points and 7 rebounds. Porter with 18 and 9. And Poto ended up with 15. And she also had played an important role in terms of leading the group on the floor so, you know, I think that um, their experience shone through in that particular <coughs> particular game. So I think Karen Dalton will be pretty pleased with that. She had an opportunity to give some players a little bit of time, a few minutes on the court, and some of them uh, 
through with uh, some of exposure. I think Erin 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 Lorazzini was um, interesting. She came out and she gave some valuable time for the Sydney Uni Flames. So it was good to good win for the Sydney Uni Flames. I'm sure they'll be happy with that start to the season. It was a great start to the season for Sydney. When you look at the stats over there for the uh, Capitals and 19 shots made from 50 in the field. That is not what you expect from the Capitals to miss that many. 38% in the end. Five from 16 also, a disappointing return. But free throws, it was the number of fouls that Caps were giving away that was very disappointing. Both these two coaches are very, very uh, defensive-oriented. Of course, Graffy's known for looking for more out of the players offensively, whereas Karen is a bit more dire bit more in that uh, Tom Ma type of mould that she, <laughs> she certainly knows also well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the Capitals, you know, shooting percentages and what have you, I think the killer there for the shooting percentages isn't necessarily um, the fact that they shot at that percentage. It's where they were missing them. They were the putbacks and the layups and that sort of stuff. It's the sort of the, you know, the shots that you should be converting consistently that, that was hurting them. They missed an awful lot in the paint. Um, and that really hurt them. I mean, and you're right, you know, they got players into foul trouble. Um, <coughs> they got players into foul trouble and, and that sort of takes away from their game. They're a little bit cautious and they can't get into the flow of the game as well as they normally Just would. Just fantastic stats we're getting here live. Abby Bishop, five inside the arc on the uh, left-hand side of the court and then a couple from outside. When you look at uh, Jess Bibby, She's missed a couple inside too. A few of those trademark jump shots inside. Uh, Kelly Abrams, well, she missed them from all, all over. A couple yep. of layups, open layups too, yep. and then a few from outside. Uh, eventually found some range late in that uh, mm-hmm. game. But when you look at Michelle Musselwhite's shooting chart, it was just three three-pointers, uh, well, four three-pointers, and then those two inside, one right inside and then another, which was about a, a 12 to a, a twelve to 15-foot J that uh, was quite impressive. John Keogh is hopefully going to be speaking with Cary Graff very soon as he works his way into the scrum there. But, uh, yeah, just a little bit flat, a little bit disjointed, as you expect from a team that's only had two practices together this season. And... Uh, well, we'll hear from John Keogh very shortly as he makes his way in now to speak with Carrie Graff. The Capitals going down tonight, 82 to 65. Sorry, I took the box scores away from you then, Michelle, a little bit too soon. I got a, I got a bit wrapped up in the technology we're enjoying here tonight. As John Keogh now comes down to speak to Carrie uh, Graff. Carrie Graff, not the ideal start to the season that you would have hoped for. No, look, I mean, you never want to start the season without a, without a W, but, you know, Sydney outplayed us today. I think they, they hit big shots in that last quarter to, you know, everything they, everything they took went down and they hit some big threes. You know, I don't think 17 points was a true indicator of the game. I think it was a bit like the grand final last year. It flew out in that last, that last quarter, but, um, you know, Sydney outplayed us in a lot of areas. What positives do you take away from the game despite the loss? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that, but, uh, you know, look, it's... it's um, you know, I don't think we had offensive flow. I think they they smashed us on the glass. We made adjustments. I think that third quarter comeback was was solid after half time. Um, but you know, we get, we go back to the well, not back to the drawing board. We uh, you know we got a few things to work on that that Sydney exposed. And Musselwhite and Poto, they hurt you from behind the line a bit tonight. Yeah, look, they're tough three point shooters. I think you know we didn't adjust quickly enough to, to Poto. We dared her to shoot some of those, and she she lit it up. 
Um, you know, and then down the down the stretch, they you know everything they hit from the perimeter went down. Carrie Graff, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks very much to John Keogh down there on the sideline speaking with Carrie Graff, the coach of the Canberra Transit Capitals. We'll keep one eye on John as he goes into the scrum. That is the players down there on the floor. Uh, our bet over two and a half thousand. I look over at Julia White from the Canberra Times. Does she have a uh, attendance figure for us? No. I'm going with two and a half thousand, Michelle. I think that's good enough. <laughs> Close enough. All right, John Keogh, well, we're hoping to go back down to him on the floor. We'll have to see if he can get us anyone else. Michelle Musselwhite, if you want to speak for a sec, I'll see if I can drag Moose up, up here. <laughs> Michelle? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think, the, um, as I was saying before, Sydney would be really happy with that win. They had a good outing. They... Uh, Certainly their experienced players seemed to come through when it mattered. They uh, played with a lot of poise um, and knocked down the important shots when they really needed to. The other thing that Sydney did extremely well was they really crashed the offensive boards. And, you know, there were times there when the Capitals were having to play three defensive sets in in one, um, one play phase, if you like, and you just cannot afford to be able to, to do that uh, uh, and expect to win games in that situation. Uh, for Canberra fans, we didn't get to see Kira Shields play tonight. She didn't get any minutes for the Sydney Uni Flames, but uh, I'm sure she's enjoying being part of that program. Canberra Capitals, are, um, you know, I think that Tully just didn't seem, I'm not sure if she's still suffering a little bit from the flu that she had apparently had earlier in the week, but there were a few times there when uh, she really just needed to call for a sub. And she also took some hard hits, as we know, Tully is used to getting thrown around a bit out on the floor and as Craig said during the call, the game doesn't really start until t till, uh, Tully hits the deck. So uh, um, I think the other thing for the Capitals tonight was they didn't have a good perimeter shooting night. Um, the Capitals generally shoot pretty well from the perimeter. You've got Jess Bibby, Natalie Hurst, uh, Kelly Abrams in particular who didn't have a good, sh good shooting night tonight. Normally we'll knock them down and that's the sort of thing that can change a game's momentum is that if you've coming down the uh, floor and sure. able to really hurt a team by, you know, getting a good offensive set and then knocking down a three, then, um, you know, well, that's Michelle what was missing for them tonight. Uh, some ground performance by you today in, uh, well, one of the adversaries you really love going up against. <laughs> 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 no, I love going up there uh, they beat us in the grand finals, so, you know, we had to come back and show that we can play as a unit and we share that tonight. It was scrappy at the start, but we stuck together and... Um, we come up with a good win. That third quarter, it all went pear-shaped for you, but you came out in the fourth when it looked like and just absolutely cruel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. See, then again, we, um, you know, we're going to have some bad quarters, but, uh, you know, Karen told us to stick together and, you know, lock down the defence and defence on one It's interesting to see how you're rotating through uh, a number of new players coming up. Or they were squad players for you last year, but they're just now getting more minutes on the floor. Yeah, um, Rachel did really well today. She was coming off the bench last year, so she's one of our starters this year, and um, she, done a, she did a great job, and Michaela Dobkins comes on the court as well, and she's a spark for us as well. But um, Mel Smith also comes on does a great job. And uh, I guess you'll say that about Erin as well. Erin did an awesome job <laughs> too, yeah. But for yourself, this would be safe to say the first season you've been really 100% fit after the, the dramas you've been going through? Well, I'm not really that 100% now, but um, yeah, no one, you wouldn't really notice, but I've got um, tendonitis in my hamstring, so it's, um, but um, yeah, I'm, I feel pretty good out there, so I'm pretty slow, but um, it's 
shot was uh, going down, so I couldn't complain. Yes, well, whenever they're falling, they always bring a smile to your face. Yes, Congratulations, a great team tonight and a good victory. No worries, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot too, Michelle Musselwhite. Back to you up there, Michelle. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, as Michelle um, was talking there, it was a good start for the game and you could really see that uh, Karen Dalton does focus a lot on, on the team playing as a unit and uh, really locking down defensively and they certainly in that sort of end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, they really played um, some really tough, aggressive defence and created some turnovers. And we'll go back to Craig, who's talking to Jess Bibby. Uh, well, just finding a way to start the uh, defence. Yeah, it was not the start we were we were hoping for, and you know I guess they just sort of out a little bit in the end. You know we were still in that game with you know three or four minutes to go, and look we're going to get better. Um, you know they played pretty well, and you know we just got to get back out on the training track and, and work on a few things. It just looked like a team that only had two practice runs together at times. Yeah, we you know we've been pretty rusty, um, but you know practice over the last couple of weeks hasn't been great, and you know you, you can't expect to come in a game against you know such tough and quality opposition as what Sydney are without, you know, having the, I guess, the, the runs under your belt at, at practice. And, and, you know, that's that's where it's at for us, you know, getting back to practice and really pushing each other and where the improvement's going to come from. What do you concentrate on this week? Look, you know, I think, you know, we, we didn't match their physicality um, and that's something that we have to push each other at practice every week. And, um, you know, we, we, we've shown that we can do that in the past and, um, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure when we play those guys in the next couple of weeks, you know, we'll come at them from a, with a different game plan and, and you know, physically we'll, we'll be a lot tougher than what we were tonight. All of it. Thank you. Just Bibby there, just um, pointing out that one of the things that... Yeah, so, and, and also reflecting on the fact that, you know, it's it's early stage in the season, it's their first game, and so whilst they're disappointed with the loss, you know, they've, they know that they've got some room to make improvement okay, and, and that they'll just continue to work hard on the on the practice um, court. Well, as John Keogh just comes up, and hopefully we'll be speaking to Natalie Porter before we leave you here on the Capitals Radio Network on sportradio.com.au. Michelle, well, it, it wasn't it wasn't the great finish to uh, the uh, game that we had hoped for, but it was an interesting one, and it just showed, I thought, how much determination, how much uh, courage this Sydney Uni Flames team has. John Keogh's got one of the leaders of the comeback in Natalie Porter. Well, Natalie Porter, terrific first up win for the Sydney Uni Flames. Yeah, it was a really good uh, battle with Canberra. Obviously, you know, after last season's grand final and coming down here and playing, it's always a challenge, but it's very nice to get the first win and, and get going, you know, with a bit of confidence. Now, both teams were a little bit scrappy early, a bit slow out of the box, but I felt your second half, the team's second half, that is, was quite quite good. Yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't had this group together for a long time. We've, you know, spent the last week, you know, trying to throw everything together, and we knew it was going to be ugly, and we just had to get out there and weather the storm and I think we came good in the second half and you know got it done. And your own personal performance, 18 points, 9 rebounds, you must be happy with that? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, feeling pretty knackered right now but um, yeah, it's always a tough battle against the Caps, you know, they come in with a good game plan and you know, they bumped me around the first half and I was just happy to, you know, get going in the second half. Now Natalie, you're going up against the IAS tomorrow night. I remember last season you had a tight get-out-of-jail game against them. You only just got over the line, so you won't be taking them lightly tomorrow night. No, definitely. I think, you know, they've kept their core group. They've got some really excellent players, you know, some big girls that, you know, will go hard down the low post. So, you know, got to get home, recover and, you know, match up for tomorrow. Now, would you expect to match up on possibly Kayla Francis tomorrow night? Uh, possibly, yeah, either, Kayla, either Francis or Tolo. So, yeah, one of those two. So, uh, <laughs> we'll give them a bit of... A bit further down than the blue post, but that's always fun for those young girls. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time, Natalie. All right, thank you, James.
And John Keogh there with uh, Natalie Porter, who, Michelle, some interesting stats you pulled out of the box scores there on how much she came alive in that last quarter. Absolutely. She was, uh, three-quarter time, she was sitting on one from 17 from the field and ended the game five of 22. So she's gone four from five in the last quarter. And she really did uh, take over that quarter in terms of carrying a lot of the scoring load for... Sydney that you know a factor contributing to that was that we had a problem with Abby Bishop getting in foul trouble and Sister Hayes uh, fouling out as well and and that you know made it difficult for the Capitals to match up uh, on her. It was such a radical difficult match up anyway. It was such a radical move to go that small though and it it did tend to hurt them uh, in that uh, three minutes to go as Jess Bibby uh, pointed out they they really dropped their bundle. They certainly did and um you know, it's one of those things, you know, you can you can try stuff like that and it doesn't always work for you. It could have had the opposite effect. I think, um, you know, the, the Sydney are such a smart group that they just recognised that they had some serious, uh, Capitals had some serious match-up problems and uh, exploited it beautifully against some other groups. They might not be as quick to switch on to that. Yes, well, John Keogh's making his way over to the captain of the Canberra Transact Capitals, Ian Kelly Abrams, and we go down to him now. Thanks very much, Craig. Kelly Abrams, not the start the Capitals probably would have looked for coming into tonight's game. Yeah, no, I think, you know, our starts are important and I thought we started a little bit flat tonight and, um, you know, we went into halftime, obviously, only nine points down and, and obviously not playing our best basketball. But, you know, if there's one thing we can take away from tonight, it's, you know, we've got to go to practice and uh, work on being more physical and then obviously string uh, four quarters of ten minutes. Jess Bibby had a fairly good game tonight herself, 20 points. She really kept you guys in the contest, particularly up until the later stages of the game. Yeah, she did. And, um, you know, I think probably that we let ourselves down. We need more contributors. We can't just rely on one player to get the task done. So, you know, obviously we'll be looking at at, at Abby Bishop stepping up a bit and Tracy Beattie. And, um, you know, we really need five players out on the floor contributing all together. At the other end of the court, how did you assess the Capitals' defence tonight? Um, you know, not too bad. I think we're okay in patches, but definitely we've got a lot of work to do, um, especially defending on ball screens and things like that. But, you know, like I said, big week of practice ahead. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks. And Abby Bishop, I hope. Uh, John, no, he just doesn't see Abby in the background there. But uh, we were hoping to speak to the, uh, well, the new Opal. As uh, well, we're trying to get the messages down there to John Kerr to get over to have a chat to Abby Bishop. Of course, uh, a hectic off season. Uh, three world championships. Well, sorry, not three world championships. Two world championships and an Oceana and an Oceana championships was uh, her efforts. John Kerr is down there with Abby Bishop. Thanks very much, Craig. Abby Bishop. What disappointing game for the Capitals tonight? Get, not getting over the line. Yeah, it was a tough game. Sydney came out pretty strong and we weren't really ready for it. We are up and down, but hopefully we'll get the win next week. And we play Sydney again in two weeks, so hopefully we can adjust and um, play better that next time. Probably not the ideal preparation coming into the game. There's a few players, including yourself, returning from overseas. How did you find that transition? Um, well, I'm a bit tired, actually, and Tully and um, Kelly Abrams, they're, they're quite sick at the moment. I'm a bit injured, so that all factors into it as well. We've only been together as a team for a week now, so once we... Um, get back into training fully and stuff, I'm sure that will be better. Now, Abby, off the court tonight, there's a fair bit of support here. I went and spoke to your boyfriend, I think it was in the third quarter, him and a few of his footy mates, he tell me. Now, what do you make of that support? They're ripping their shirts off with your name written over their stomachs. Yeah, it's a bit embarrassing, but no, it's good support. So, yeah, it's good to see them out here watching basketball and they don't don't even know the rules, but that's all right. (laughs) Abby, thanks for your time. I look forward to catching up with you during the season. No worries. Thank you. 
And our thanks to John Keogh down there on the sideline. As we have to wrap it up, Michelle, it was a game of patches. We saw some brilliance from both teams tonight. In the end, the most consistently good team won. Well, I think so. You know, um, Sydney, whilst, you know, Capitals made a couple of runs at them and at one point got out to a seven-point lead, they never looked comfortable in that, whereas when Sydney started to really make their run, they looked like they were, you know, comfortable with what they were doing, And uh, uh, whereas the Capitals had just never looked comfortable. And that comes from, you know, poor pre-season preparation, lots of disruptions and people travelling the world and playing <laughs> basketball and doing all that sort of stuff. It is. In the end, it was the Sydney Uni Flames taking a healthy victory, 82-65. The Capitals to regroup into next week's game against the New Zealand Sirens. Or the Christchurch Sirens. Sirens. That's that's uh, that's pretty much a New Zealand national team. (laughs) The Torfern Sirens. We'll get on that bandwagon pretty early in the season, Michelle. Thanks very much for your time this evening. It was always a pleasure to catch up with you on the Capitals Radio Network. Good to be back. And, of course, to John Keogh, who's uh, patrolling down there on the uh, sideline right throughout the game. Thanks for your help. And we look forward to seeing you next week on the AIS Radio Network. Uh, I'm subbing in for you tomorrow. Terrific stuff, Craig. Look forward to it and uh, looking forward to a great WNBL season. Should be a beauty after this. Well, the way we have seen it fire up tonight. On behalf of Michelle Hocking and John Keogh, I'm Craig Ravel wishing you a, a very good evening with the Sydney Uni Flames up 82 to the Capitals 65.